Gordon, uh, I am ready, so let's do it. Which camera is it? This one or that one? That one. Well, you're nope. From your perspective, you're Sorry. pointing in this direction, it's, and it's it's the 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 middle one. There's three That's, cameras. You, my sister the would one. like she'd be driving. A, oh, you should take that lane. So like when I'm over here and I see your <laughs> finger pointing, that does not point to the same direction from my perspective. <laughs> turn turn left. So your your left that or my left? It's, wait, wait. it's the middle camera. There's three cameras. It's the middle one. <laughs> Why don't we have lights? We used to have yeah. Just put a big red light on it. Oh, because it's that camera. I, the whole time I was like, the, okay, no, this one. It's never been, yeah, that one. <laughs> I could run for office and just simply talk to the wrong camera. The whole time. That's what happened. They like, they cheaped out, didn't have a camera. But anyway. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. In this episode of The Full Nerd. Oh, wait. Here we go. We're going we're gonna to throw a little shade because it is fun to do it. In this episode of The Full Nerd, 13th Gen Raptor Lake says, this is fine. And RTX 4080 12GB gets unlaunched. Nice. I'm not sure that unlaunched is a word. I, I, it's a new word now. Welcome to episode 234 of The Full Nerd. <laughs> I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Chakas. Hello, Internet. Eleni on the left-hand box. I know, I'm on the weird side today. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, and hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, all, all of them. Uh, and man, we, we, we're review season continues on no matter what. Uh, we're, we're going to keep going. But I, I have a little bit of a show and tell before we start. Um, oh. I got it. I got in this, uh, this this custom made um, full nerd little little uh, what is this like laser wood etching? Oh wow! Uh, uh, yeah. Of of all of us, uh, yeah, so cool. Yeah, super Wait, cool. My camera. Yeah, sorry. There, there you go, Brad. You, you can see it over oh, here. Uh, and you know, I I need to give uh, credit where credits due because this is this is awesome. This is friend of the show, David. Um, uh, giving him a shout out, and, and he asked me to shout out the Mountie Makerspace at Mountain Saint Antonio College. Uh, there's a link. What is it? MTSAC.edu forward slash Makerspace. Really cool, real real fun. Uh, actually, uh, he made uh, what like five of these, and then a bunch of other little tchotchkes. So everybody here is is going to get one, uh, and it's it's the full nerd crew. I need to figure out a, uh, somewhere to put it up too. So thank you so much. It's super super fun. I dig it and. Mm, smells I love like, that. Smells that like is wood. Amazingly red. That is yeah. really nice. I, I, I love. I love a good wood smell. So is it? It's basically a, a laser cutter, or I mean, a laser. It's laser etched, right? That, it's just. Amazing. I, I believe so. Uh, I think they, they they can chime in a little better <laughs> than than my knowledge, but it's it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. For audio listeners, Adam is holding up a piece of wood with all our faces and the full nerd logo on it. Logo yep. on it. Super fun! So, thank you again, David. Uh, was was very excited to to get that in. Uh, nice, nice little, nice little care package. I love it. So that's super awesome. Um. Well, Brad, do you love the reviews of the thirteen nine hundred K as well? That might have been what etched that wood, actually. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it was just so hot, <laughs> oh, so much power, it just uh, burned right in that wood. It looks right like in. they're putting it to good work, though. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we're obviously making, I, you know, the cool thing is this morning, if you're on YouTube, go and look at the other reviews and it's a lot of fire ones, but I have to say the winner for me is Hard One Box, Steve, we were saying this earlier, so uh, which I made reference to in the, the kickoff. It's basically uh, Steve from Hard One Box sitting in the This Is Fine meme 
you, you know, the if you don't, if you're like me and you don't even know what that is, that's basically uh, making fun of the fact that the place is on fire, but you're saying it's okay. So, <laughs> although I, 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 I do agree that it, this, this baby will go, but um, I don't think it's quite as bad as maybe some people are kind of latching on to. So uh, we have a power video. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it just depends. It, yeah. So we have two videos. Go watch it. One of them's an almost hour long benchmark deep dive. So if you want to see all the charts, you know, uh, uh, rendering, uh, content creation, uh, word, an office or I know Microsoft 365. It's not called office anymore. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, uh, some gaming, but whatever, you know, uh, who cares? Uh, and then, yeah. And then we have a separate video talking about power consumption and, and a little bit about thermals. Uh, pretty cool. But I, so I, I want to kick this off though, Gordon, um, you mentioned this a couple times in the video, but, uh, Intel originally like a month ago said, Hey, in spec, uh, Whatever that fifteen percent single threaded yeah. spec spec in twenty seventeen fifteen percent single threaded and and what forty forty one percent multi threaded uh, was was going to be the expectation. Gordon, do you do you think that that roughly p- pans out? Yeah, I mean, actually, if you look at most of my results, I haven't looked around, but I suspect they they are similar in range because everybody does test a little differently. It's actually right, very similar to what they claimed with spec spec int. I mean, I saw like often 14 to 16 percent single threaded and you know 40 ish range in uh for multi-threaded so the performance is hit hit the target it looked like surprisingly and that's it, incredibly impressive 41 percent multi-threaded performance for a single generation that's using the mm-hmm. same process node right yeah it's, it's basically intel 7 right so it's not like it's they they had to they could rely on a die shrink or anything here. So it's, um, it is a nice gen to gen, which is rare in the, in the old Intel ways. That's pretty rare. Although even for AMD going from like Zen one to Zen two to Zen three, I mean, they were were decent increases. Um, of course they did increase the core count with, uh, Zen three and Zen three. Uh, send do a lot and that helped. But, um, I think for Intel kind of like considering how it used to go for Intel where you'd go, you know, quad core to quad core, and you get that ten percent bump if that uh, overall. Yep. This is a very nice sign, and but you know you could say the same for Alder Lake too because you know Rocket Lake to to Alder Lake was a was a very big boost, and we're actually seeing a very big boost in performance from twelfth uh, gen to thirteenth gen as well. So uh, yeah, it's, really, it's really impressive. It almost seems like Intel's you know finally back on its footing and responding to Ryzen for the first time since Ryzen came out. Like between Alder Lakes being such a big jump ahead and now this being such a big jump ahead of that, it really feels like they're kind of on a roll. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but it, it doesn't stomp over Ryzen seven thousand, right? I mean, it's it's I, still no, it's still a battle. Definitely, it not. depends on your workload. Well, at the high end, at, at, the, the, high at end. the high end, at so the high end. Yeah. When you're looking at the very best, and that's often what people care about because. You know, for if using using a car analogy, people care about the, you know the Mustang versus the Camaro. That that battle's been there forever. Uh, nobody cares about you know Corolla versus Civic. That's just kind of like nobody. It's just not. Um, but everyone buys them. Everybody buys a lot more people buy them. But I do think that Intel has a obviously obviously a core count advantage for for Core i five. So <clears throat> that's a different one. But you know, Elena, what did you think? Because you did the write up for the website. What were your impressions of thirteen Gen? versus 7,000 installs versus the 5,000 and 12th gen. 
I think it's just really complicated these days, you know, like I, I think it's great that we have all this choice now or but it's just really also nuanced where it's like, OK, like I think I want to buy into the AM5 platform. So that means because I want to see how long I can stretch this motherboard out for. So that's why I'm going to choose this instead of Intel, even though like I might get better performance with Intel in specifically mm-hmm. Premiere. Right. Um, but or maybe I'm somebody who needs just like as much, you know, firepower I can throw at my rendering and coding, you know, uh, type work. So I don't care that uh, socket uh, 1700 is or LGA1700 is going to be dead eventually or soon. So I'm just going to go all in on this. Um, but I live somewhere in Europe where my, you know, kilowatt per hour prices are spiking. So now I got to consider this or I want this one so that I can leave this much in the tank, but I can like power limit it. So like to get that like sweet spot of, you know, performance versus how much energy costs it's got. Like, it's really cool that we can do this. But at the same time, I feel like outside the realm of us here talking about it is so confusing. Like it is so it is. I mean, you can still obviously pare it down to just like this is what it's like at stock this is what it's like at stock but to like really get the most out of these ships i feel like you have to be aware of all this stuff and it's just so much more to keep track of well there, there was there was takeaway. a little confusion of stock though right uh, gordon and you kind of get in, into in the in the mm. power video yeah uh, i mean you kind of want to go over that real quick it's so messy so if you if you look at our performance results as well as our power testing we tested at uh, the the published TDP of the processor at uh, 253 PL1, PL2. And we also tested it at unlimited, which is basically what a lot of the high-end motherboards, because they want to push it, they want to give you as much performance as possible. So they basically set PL1, PL2 to much, much higher. And do I guess we should actually, because I mean, we should talk about the power thing again, because it does feel like we are yet again here in the the everybody's kind of caught up in the whole the this is fine meme which is which is funny and it is actually valid but it does matter what you're looking at why don't we show blender because i think that kind of just that first one yeah yeah that blender one because it really does get to you know it's funny i was looking at steve over gamers nexus results and i think he was showing 300 watts at the now he does it at the socket measuring he does it on the rail directly off the atx 12e uh, rails right evs 12e yep. rails but so he was at 300 watts for the cpu and if you look at this chart in Blender, this is basically, I'm running Blender. Oh, geez. You know, I realized I screwed up here. I called it Classroom, but it's actually Barbershop. No, oh. this is a problem. That's oh, all right. you're lying. Yeah, I'm lying. Gordon's I'm lying. It's actually, it's actually Barbershop. I screwed this up. Um, but if the purple line is basically, so the green line is the 13th gen with its 24 cores running uh, at its, you know, so-called, you know, stock setting of 253 watts, PL1, PL2. You're like, what, they have 400 and this total system power, total system power. So total system power consumed over the entire run of Blender is maybe 420, 430 watts. Right? Well, real quick, does does Blender use the GPU in this run? Or no, is this no. just CPU? Run? This is okay, just, okay. So this is using cycles and this is just a CPU in, uh, render. And, but uh, the board I use, an MSI Carbon Wi-Fi Z790 board, but by the way, if you tell it when you set it up, defaults to unlimited because oh you've got a water cooler let's let's juice it up because we know you want to run it as hard as possible and you can see we're we're almost at 500 watts for the total system power just on a cpu load which i have to say is is kind of it's kind of um it's kind of cool in a way and you know the way that you would go like wow you got like 
you're really getting four gallons of the mile here? That's impressive. But I do want to point out, Green Line is kind of closer to what would be stock if you're going to run it within limits. Uh, and then also look at the blue line. That that really that blue line that goes on that is the previously impressive. It was impressive until we got to you know Ryzen seven thousand and and thirteen uh, uh, gen. But that is the twelfth gen Core i nine going on and on using less power, but taking uh, quite a bit longer to finish that run. But so this is of course the thing that I think people would freak out about because we have a, a CPU load. Almost pushing 500 watts, and people are like, "Oh, I'm disappointed." See, they were with me, like, "Oh, I'm disappointed you could not get to 500 watts." And I, what I should do is overclock it a little bit to break 500 watts total system power on a CPU load. I, it just yes. a little bit. I just want to hit 500 watts. Well, I, I, th- I think the weirder thing though too is that uh, I'm going to bring back up. Yes, it's using almost 500 watts, but it's actually still not as fast as the 7950X. Yeah, no, you got to... In, in, in Blender. In Blender, and that is <laughs> that is really... That's what, hey, by the way, cutting those nice big fat checks to TSMC gets you, right? I think there's just... It gets you a lot. But the fact is, like, the the crazy thing is, of course, like, whoa, 7950, maybe not so bad now, because a 50... I should have put a... I need to rerun this with 59... 50x but it would be basically 220 watts 200 watts it would be <laughs> of course it would also stretch on um Way quite longer. a bit as quite a bit longer too but i think i do want to give some context to the conversation what, what should we do to show that i guess uh do we single threaded yeah we'll, we'll do single threaded we'll skip them because a cinebench multi-thread it's basically the same the same thing it's, it's going to go all all the way so this is again measuring total system power, uh, four system, same components, uh, SSD, power supply, GPU, blah blah blah, RAM, motherboard, different, obviously. Uh, again, same thing. We are running purple line, uncapped PL1, PL2, green line, you know, 253, you know, so-called stock, and blue is Alder Lake, and that's actually using the least amount of power on a single-threaded load, right? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I don't care about 10 watts there. And actually, this, the chip that's using the most is actually Ryzen 7950X, right? So that's a single-threaded load, and of course... Yeah, that's interesting. The chip, the, remember, this is a single-threaded run, and uh, this is the chip that's the fastest is the one that uh, drops down, and you can see that, oh... Look, the uh, 13th gen finishes the fastest because it stops using power. Not significant enough to make a difference, I think, but still, it clearly is is finishing first. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, uh, should we show uh, Premiere Lightroom? Because I, I think, think we'll that's do a, Lightroom. Yeah, or we could. Do, I, but the thing is, what I think the the them because people will take this and go like, oh, look at the Blender, look at the Cinebench, oh, look at these all core loads. Look how this thing is like, woo wee! It's climbing for the stars realistically we could do we could do premiere pro i guess okay because yeah. a lot of people always see premiere pro and think oh my god that's that's where i need my core i9 and ryzen 9 it's like uh, yes and no uh so you're seeing the same thing again this is running puget uh systems puget bench using adobe premiere pro benchmark it basically runs a, a nice script where it actually walks the application through doing edits, uh, doing live view scrubs, doing an export. The left side is mostly the edits, and you can see that it's kind of a wash. In fact, Ryzen is using more power at times than both 13th gen and 12th gen, right? And then you get to the points where as you get to the right side, then you're, you, may, you may get to a CPU heavy load, and then you will see uh, uh, the 12th gen and 13th gen uh, or 13th gen use more power as well, but honestly, Ryzen's 
Like, if I were to look at this, remember, this is over an entire run of Premiere Pro using Puget Bench and, what is it, 20, 25 minutes? Would I really, is this something that I'm going to get, like, super, like, upset about? Like, honestly, not really. You know, we should do, I guess, the last one is, is Puget. Actually, we could also, let's do Puget Bench. You mean I mean Lightroom? Because yep, sure. this actually breaks down a little better. So this is uh, the same thing, Puget Systems, Puget Bench, Lightroom Classic Benchmark. Again, it takes actual applications everybody uses. I will say 100% of professional photographers in the world use Lightroom Classic. In fact, I just told my son to use that instead of the Lightroom version. So um, the left side of it is very much when you're sitting at Lightroom, you're doing your edits, you're adjusting photos, very lightly threaded, single-threaded performance. And you can see the CPU that's using more power is Ryzen. And... The, Interestingly, Core i9 13th Gen is using a little bit less power. I wouldn't say it's like game changing. And then we get to the points where, you know, Ryzen is using a little more power. And then on the right side is where you do export and then you hit all those cores and these big fat, you know, nine class CPUs. And we see the, the behavior of the Core i9 reaching for the stars again. Unfortunately, it does not get to 500 watts. I'm kind of so close. I'm so, so close. close. I got to push it a little harder just to get to 500 watts. But again, I think the context is. Uh, yes, under all core loads, these babies will like, they will scream and they will heat up your cooler. But also realistically, under what probably most people would consider an intense workload of Lightroom Classic and, and Premiere, it's not really that that bad. Do we want to do light browsing or it's do we not care? It's complicated, right? It is complicated. Like, it's the reason that Intel has efficiency cores to begin with. That's the reason there is built-in GPU acceleration for different things like QuickSync and stuff like that. There's a reason you want to use Thread Scheduler. Like, if you're doing a task, video rendering on the CPU that's just going to hit all cores, all threads, all the time, like, you want the extra performance power be damned. But when it comes to everyday workloads, like, it's more complicated than just full metal all the time. Yeah. And I think that's why people really shouldn't get too worked up over that. And we didn't show the gaming stuff and other results. You can go look at our, our, our uh, power utilization uh, video for that. But it's again, it's yes. If you're going to, my general thing is like, if you're going to like really hammer these cores all day long, it, you know, generally uh, Ryzen is going to have a very nice, right? And the thing is, I'm not talking about Ryzen 5950X, which really is the power saver, not as <laughs> yeah. fast, but 7950X, which uh, three weeks ago you were pulling your hair about and screaming about, is actually the most efficient of these chips if you're going to do these all car or loads. But uh, again, I need people to really think about like, oh, what am I doing? You know what? When my boss isn't looking my, over my shoulder, I'm browsing the web. I'm screwing around. It's really not that bad. If you're using Photoshop Premiere, it's really actually can be better than Ryzen in some ways. But yes, if you're going to sit there all day and, and do, you know, 24 hour renders, Ryzen definitely has a, a big advantage, huge advantage, I would say. Yeah, in gaming, it's the same. But when you buy these kinds, they're, in gaming, they have roughly the same power output. But when you're buying a chip like this, you're buying it to put it to work, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that to me is is a really valid argument. Um, although, well, actually, that's not true because I would agree you should buy Core i9 or Ryzen 9 if you like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, I'm a 3D renderer. I need all these. I need the highest clocks for my stuff. I need the most responsiveness because I, I really do this for work. That is not true. Most of the world is just I'm buying stuff because it feels I feels good. I don't know. You know it what? Was, it was faster in Microsoft off or uh, 365. It, you know, oh, that's true. way yeah. faster it's for Outlook. Office. Oh man, I will say yes. If you you can, um, although 
uh, it, there is this weird, I have a weird number in Word, but overall, if you look at Outlook, you're looking at uh, Excel usage. It actually gives, it has a nice advantage over the other chips. So if you're, if you're watching this video, what you then do is you go to your IT department and you say, I, I need 13 gen. Cause look, I'm using, cause you're going to go, what are you doing? Playing games? Cause that's all, all IT departments will go. Are you playing games? Are you, are you, you doing a, a 3D render? Are you editing movies? We're not paying you to do that. Oh, I'm running Excel and Word and I need the utmost performance. Oh, numbers. oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're, you're, we better approve this. That that's how they work. <laughs> it's not when, a huge difference though for Office. If I remember right, it's like maybe four or five percent at most. No, so, it was uh, it it was much bigger depending on which application. Yeah, it was a very decent. Well, I mean overall. Yeah. Overall, and I feel like for isolating, like the the number that really matters for a lot of people who'd be looking at this chip would be actually the Excel number. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you had that, that one problem with Word, so that, that drug everything down. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm also seeing that now because I'm now running it in Windows 10. I looked last night and I said, huh, for some reason, my results are depressed under under Microsoft Word. Intel has its own results that show, like, they're actually... So Intel's, you know, uh, they're called sanity checks. Their numbers provided to you so you don't think you're insane because your numbers are so wrong. Uh, they're basically up over their ba- their word performance is basically the same or a little bit more than Ryzen seventy nine fifty X. Here it's below Alder Lake, and I have no idea why. Um, and that actually depresses the overall score. But you can see that they have an advantage in uh, Excel. They have this. <laughs> now this is the reason why you need thirteenth gen, and this is how you justify. It. Look you at go, that Outlook score. You go to your IT department and say, "Well, you know, my Outlook's really slow, and I'm looking at these numbers from PC World. Look there. Look how much faster <laughs> Outlook is over all these other CPUs, right? It doesn't." And they're like, oh, you're right. Oh, my God, you're right. Do you need the Core i9? Yes. Yes, I need the Core i9 version because I do a lot of Outlook. It's just too slow. Oh, that's that's a big deal. I would say, like, you're like, on all, you know, the, the weird thing is, like, on the on the island of misfit uh, toys and applications, Outlook is definitely on the one that I hate the most. So I would think, like, I would don't oh, care. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, Outlook is one of those things that is, like, you know, Actually, I could use more performance in Outlook, right? That's just like the, yeah. the insane thing. It's like, what the hell is wrong with Outlook? What is going on here? How come search never works and never finds anything? Maybe you had 13 gen, it would work. Oh, oh, okay. Before, yeah. before we get too far away from power talk, though, I just wanted to point out that I think it's super interesting that as we all, all of a sudden, we're getting all the new CPUs, all the new GPUs. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about efficiency, which obviously these are much more efficient. We've had this chat recent weeks. Uh but Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA with the RTX 4090 all clearly decided on, A, we're just going to let it rip. Like, yeah, the parts are more efficient, but we're just, at the top end at least, we're going to just let it rip and get the most raw performance possible out of it. Well, it, It's kind of different from we've seen in re- recent generations where they've been more you know, in tune with that efficiency curve. It, it is also weird, though, because I, I've been seeing conflictive, conflicting reports on efficiency. Uh, Steve, Gamers Nexus, uh, his his review video said this is the least efficient CPU that he's ever seen and compared it to one of the old AMD uh, chips. And then DeBauer has a video up uh, where he, he did the custom tuning with oh. the, the, the power limits and things yeah. like that. Uh, and he's, he says it's one of the most efficient CPUs he's ever seen. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'd 
I, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little conflicted on this, but you did do, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. You did do some Cinebench testing, uh, with, with different, uh, wattage limits. Uh, so, so how did, how did that go, Gordon? Uh, you know, again, you can look at these results. So I'll explain what I did. Basically you're seeing Cinebench R23, you know, default run, which is a 10 minute run, by the way, I ran these on. The Ryzen 5000, 12th Gen, and 7950X. And then for 7950X, there's a video which you can see on that. But on Eco Mode, it was actually very, very impressive because the presets Eco Mode 65 and then 105 are actually still faster <laughs> than the 12th. I'm, I'm laughing at Intel's expense here, unfortunately. At the Core <laughs> i9 12900K, 65 watt 7950X at Eco Mode is actually more, it's actually giving you the bigger bar, right? It's not, not a huge amount, but it's still consuming far less power and then i was like well let's do this for 13900k uh you see it uncapped at unlimited pl1 pl2 we're also running 253 but then i also ran it at 65 watts and 105 to give you uh, the idea of like well how would these compare to amd's you know official eco modes uh, one thing i want to point out is intel doesn't really have like an actual eco mode that amd is pushing um, necessarily you can do it in ryzen master now it's apparently been released you can tune it back in XTU or in the BIOS. Uh, I basically just kind of picked 65 watt PL1, PL2, and a 105 PL1, PL2. And performance is um, lower. It's actually, the it saved definitely more power than the Ryzen, actually, um, at 65 watts and 105 watts. But it was, you know, a, a slightly slower. But that's like, then I kind of screwed around and said, like, what if I, so if, if Core i9 13 Gen is saving you 20 watts at 65 watts over the total system power of the Ryzen, what if I give the CPU that additional 20 watts? And if if you do that, and you do that at 105 watts to basically get it to the same power consumption as that Ryzen, it's it's a little bit, it's a step off, but it's it's pretty damn close, so it doesn't matter. So I think there's definitely, you can see there's just, there's a lot of efficiency here. Like the bottom, the very bottom of the 265 watt runs, and... um and Intel is, you know, it's it's a using a good bit less power at six when you actually hard limit it to sixty five watts. And that is again not how you really should do it because I think you know uh, they would do they would have if they were to adopt uh, like a sixty five watt you know eco mode like AMD is is sort of pushing now they they'd probably tune it a little more. I'm just screwing around, but when you get the power you know, consumption about equal, they're actually very similar in performance and very, you know, very similar in overall power consumption. You know, of course, you know, I guess some people say like, well, I got a Ryzen 5000. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> well, a different world of Ryzen 5000. But, uh, so the thing I'm getting from it though, is that like, and I understand, you know, this is, this is crazy that we're hitting GPUs and CPUs, like just so much, so much power, so much heat. Uh, it is wild, but also, I think now more than ever, things like undervolting matter. And actually, I mean, so here, okay, let me try this another way. Would you rather have them ship a CPU that is able to get to almost 500 watts and then you're able to tune it to whatever efficiency that you want? Or do you want them to come out and only cap it at that 250 watt so that you don't even have that option of going higher? You know what I mean? Like, like for me, like I almost feel like in some ways, us educated people are fine because we know things like, you know, limiting the performance and, you know, looking at efficiency curves and things like that. I think the people who really get, you know, shafted is, is that the people, the people who buy it at the store 
and they have no idea what they do and they just run at stock and maybe stock is you know pulling 500 watts well uh, i think if you don't know what you're doing and you're buying at the store you're not sitting here oh yeah i'm 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 doing my own indie movie and I'm using Blender all day. I that's just I mean yes there are some people but the vast majority of them are not. So but I I do agree with you the philosophy with this generation seems to go let's just go let's swing for the fences and you can tune it back if you want. And the nice thing about that is everything you're doing so they basically it's like they're factory overclocking it for you and then now you can tune it for your comfort levels but every single thing under that is warranted. You know, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. Warrant, CP warranties, people like get all excited about it. It doesn't, these companies, they have, they replace them no matter what. So, um, and I think it's also worth pointing out that all this concern about high power is really largely confined to the stratospheric ultra high end parts. Like once you start definitely. getting down to the five class, the gaming chips that sell the preponderance of stuff, the Core i3s, the Ryzen 3s, like it's not a concern. This is purely like you're out there buying a 32 thread chip or whatever. How I don't even know how many threads the 1300K has between all of its various cores at this point, but many, many of them. And you just want that. Like it's totally fine to swing for the fences, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, I, and it just goes to show you the conversation we've gone around many times before. But consumers do not care about power efficiency. They just don't. I, I wish they would. Mm. Oh yeah, see, I did it just to get that sound out of. I need that on a soundboard. Mm. They don't care. They don't oh, care. You know what? Here, okay, wait. Let, let me let me create you a poll. You should look at our chat, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but again, you're in, watching in this chat. You're yeah. watching this video about uh, launch day 13 Gen. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent people are not going to go watch a, an hour long video on YouTube. They're going to look on their phone. They're going to see this got the bigger score. Oh, bigger bar, higher frame rates. I'm buying this one. That is still the overriding. Specifically for these chips, they're so high end. Like the reason you buy these chips is maximum performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think these are all fair things to say. But at the same time, I think that, I mean, is that a function of people not caring or people just not knowing because it's not something they think about, right? Like, how many people, like, I'm actually really curious, like, how many people cared about fuel efficiency before they stuck those stickers all over the cars at the dealership, right? Like, you didn't really, probably didn't think about it until, like, that data was plastered in your face. And then once it was, you were like, oh, actually, I probably should think about this. Like, I'm not saying that everybody who buys... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not saying that everybody who buys uh, a Mustang or Camaro is going to be thinking about this, but it could sway you between what kind of sports car you decide to buy. Also, I, I will say I I still could care less how much wattage it's pulling. Like, sure, maybe if my power bill goes up, me personally, I, I know others are dealing with it in Europe or whatever. I care about heat. And so those two those two things are tied together. So I care about efficiency when it comes to heat output, not not how much actual power it's drawing, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, no, of course, uh, not all of us run small four-factor boxes, though, Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, even my full tower, dude, I have it literally sitting right next to me at, my, at, at, at home in my office, and that thing just blows that straight hot air right up beside me. Yep. So, yeah, and that is a full tower, and that's a great airflow. It's, you know. Well, I mean, but again, I mean, look at Ryzen 7950X. People did the full freak out because that chip will run up to 95C all day, right? 13 Gen, 
<laughs> uncapped, it'll run all the way up to 100C. You're running at 253, 250, 253 PL1, PL2. It's about 92, 93, maybe 95 even, but... Well, those are different things, though, Gordon. What do you like, mean? The, the temperature of the chip is... Oh, no, I mean the actual... Necessary. Oh, the package power. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, so, like, I, I do want to mention the whole sports car thing and the efficiency thing. I, I think... <laughs> You walk onto a lot and you go, I mean, some people, I know some people want to buy the, they're going to want to look at the hybrid car, but you go on that lot. It's like, oh damn, this is the very last Challenger Hemi Cuda they're going to make the Hellcat. It's going to make 900 horsepower. It's the very last internal combustion engine. And it gets like, I don't, do you care about, I mean, there is this just is something the very last chip. It's not the very last chip, but I'm there. I mean, for people who don't know, the the Challenger it's it's done. They're saying that no more, you know, big big block uh, gas gas engines in the car. But people walk onto the lot, they go and they oogle that that Challenger. They don't go like, oh, let me check out this little Dodge Dart with a hybrid engine. They're like, oh, you know that. I I just it just I, I'm just again saying yes. I know efficiency matters, power efficiency here, but I. You just have to realize big, bigger bar. Un, it does matter to everybody, and I don't, I don't know how, why the people are. You don't understand that as the larger market. That if you were to look at everybody who buys stuff, that's still what they buy. They, it just it works on that emotion. You just want like, oh, I want the bigger bar. That's just the way it is. I mean, if that's the case, then why isn't everyone buying a thirteen nine hundred K instead of a thirteen six hundred K? Yeah, well, well, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there are there are real world concerns that people have. I know uh, they should be buying thirty sixties and thirty fifties. That we are, for better or for worse, we are a very American centric mm-hmm. U.S. centric podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people in chat right now who are in Europe saying yeah. like. We think differently. I, I, and I think we can even see this in our, you know, esteemed colleagues over in uh, Germany when they reviewed uh, this uh, Ryzen Seven Thousand. They also were much harder on it for for this very reason. I think that it's just we're a product of our circumstances, our environment. No, I, I totally I, agree I, with you. I mean, okay, Brad, you can. You can go ahead. You can go ahead. I would say I totally agree with you. I I think you're right. I mean, you care so much about efficiency. You should buy a gaming laptop because you can get your entire total everything, speakers, monitor, keyboard in a laptop that will consume not more than 200 watts. (laughs) And you can play games. That's why you care so much about it. DIY market. That's why. You do. More more people people do buy back on my expenses. And you're like, well, why don't you just cut out everything fun from your budget? And you're Elena, like, Yo, that's, laptops that's are crap. I'm reading this. I'm reading this. This. Uh, I'm reading this uh, statement from uh, Rob B. Cactive. And laptops are crap. I'm. I'm just. But laptops actually. But it's way outsell. Way outsell. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. Uh, like it, they way outsell. Not, we know that's not why they're buying it. They're buying it because know. maybe they are. I Most think the, the the real raw truth here is so incredibly nuanced. Like it's <laughs> all we're all kind of right. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we in general that lower power is better. It's really ironic that everyone is swinging for the fences. All these companies at a time when electric prices matter more to anybody right now. Like mine's going up seventy percent next month. So yeah. I'm also thinking about that stuff. That being uh, said, like I said, the vast majority of chips that all of us enthusiasts are going to buy are the five series, the seven series, which are vastly more power efficient. 
As folks who get so worked up about power limits and undervolting and stuff like that, like the desktop market is like 5% of the whole market. Yeah. Power nerds, like I'm one of us, I love us all, but we're like 1% of that 5%. If you are spending $700 on a CPU, you're doing it because you're putting that thing to work. You want the most raw performance possible because you can spend $700 and get your work done faster and make more money. If it's that much faster, like the power concerns wash out. And I think that's the actual truth to the power consumption on these. Like if you're buying this class of chip, like you don't care. If you do, you might be one of those 1% of the 5% of desktop enthusiast power nerds that are out there. Like it's a very small <laughs> yeah. market. It's unfortunate. But uh, down at the mass, masses level, uh, I, I don't think it's a concern. So I think this is kind of a tempest in the teapot. Yeah, I agree. Because it, re- you know, again, but what, what else? At- are, what else is YouTube going to yell about, Gordon? You got to have thumbnails <laughs> that, that show fire. You know, no, but it, it just is, sells. But it's fair though, because it's not like it's you know, like Brad said, if you're buying a, if you're paying for a nine class CPU from either of the companies, you're you're gonna well, hopefully, be buying it because you need all those cores instead of just wanting to have a cool. But I, I would argue there definitely are people who just want to be cool with the best thing. Oh yeah. But then there, at that point, you got yeah. that much disposable income to yeah. buy a seven hundred dollars CPU for fun. You can probably afford the power to play yeah. around with it. I mean, because you're, you know, it's like you know these days. No, but look at look. If you're buying a system, Elena, this is very much. It's that's just the way the world is. You don't when you go to buy a car and you want the leather seats and you want the sunroof and you want the alloy rims. You gotta. You have to take like so. I would say like you know what if you're buying a forty ninety. Those people, most of the people who are buying 4090 boxes, they're buying nine class CPUs because I want a Ryzen 9. I want a Core i9 because why would I want to limit myself with something that's like, oh, oh my God, I- I5 <laughs> and Ryzen 5? That's just not. So I think it, very much that crowd does does do that, right? So Oh, no, no. My comment was uh, uh, a tack on to Brad's where he said, uh, you probably don't care about the energy costs. And I'm like, well, it's going to be climbing. That's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if we, I bet you when the list comes out of cars that, of, that sell, again, the United States, and, you know, for us, the problem is our entire, our entire world is built on, you know, cars. The, the Ford F-150 will probably be the best-selling car, if not one of the, you know, if not the, sure. if not the best, it'll be the number two. But trucks, which don't get great gas mileage, are often the top-selling cars. And you use gas, work? We're, hey, we're paying six bucks a gallon here in California again. So, I mean, yeah. well, no, the, Brad, some of these folks are like, and they're not, like all they're, they're like basically sitting in traffic going to San Francisco in their F-150. I love the F-150. <laughs> I wish I could afford one, but I just, I don't think... I know people say this, but I mean, it's just very much like we always say this, but like, what, what are we changing? Nobody ever changes it. You know, everybody always says that, like, why do you have to buy this brand new outfit? You know what? It took energy to make that. And nobody ever, we all talk a good game, but it never translates into our actions. In fact, I will tell you, they had a round table at Intel at innovations and somebody brought up efficiency versus performance. And an Intel exec was like, look, we think efficiency matters. We think it matters consumers buy on performance and that's just simply the fact they they have the data they know it and that's what works the bigger bar always works and whether that's AMD said similar things sam zaffinger or i forget how you pronounce his last name said the same things about rdna3 when he was doing the teases he's like yeah you know efficiency is a prime thing for us but performance is paramount you got to find the balance between the two right 
Uh, well, yeah, and then and then of course, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's so much to talk about around it. I mean, there's so many benchmarks and charts, uh, you know, that, that you can get into. You know, I I did watch uh, a handful of other videos out there. It, it it's interesting. You know, I, I love seeing different re- results. And I think sometimes people get too caught up on on one result over the other. Like once again, your testing you did with the IGP on for Premiere Pro yeah. and Puja Bench was way different than Steve's Puja Bench Premiere Pro because he had IGP off. Uh, you know, and like there's just so many different ways to slice it. Like I, it's one of those things. I feel like we said every time. Be sure to watch as many as you can look into how the the testing was done why the testing was done that way you know ram speeds timings power all, all this kind of stuff uh, yeah. to, to get a full picture but again you know you're looking at somebody looking at their phone in the store at a little tiny screen and all they're gonna you know they have to make a, a judgment to buy a system within 10 minutes of looking at this on a phone it's just i just i don't think a lot of people will do that and that's just why the bigger bar better it can always works well i think one thing that's interesting to me is this generation like i think intel on the whole beats amd here that's my impression yeah. of that like overall especially when you factor in the platform costs like you can opt for a z690 rather than a new z670 motherboard 790 motherboard uh you can still opt for ddr4 if you wanted to although that feels like that might be limiting this a bit uh but just that plus, I feel like Intel wins more often than not. That I really think, like Ryzen seven thousands time in the sun didn't last very long. But I think it's incredibly interesting how they're both so similar in performance, despite going there via very different technology paths. Yeah. Well, plus the fact that they're they're almost launching on top of each other, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we did Ryzen yeah. seven thousand reviews like just like uh, weeks yeah. ago, and now we're here. They lined up so close. It's clear that, and you know, they always say like, we don't plan to make all reviewers nights nightmares, but they do because you're not going <laughs> to let your competition have like three months to sit in the, to, to get all that sunshine, right? You want to get up in there and, cause that's how it works. You got to like give people an option. Yep. And I, I agree with you. Cause I actually, I want to hear, cause Elena, you're way more tied into the prices of motherboards and all that stuff. Would you say the advantage goes to Intel here? Because it feels like, you know, AMD 7000 motherboards, AM5 is like, it's just not there yet for for the lower prices. Yeah, so what I was going to say is that I feel like if we're talking about the generation as a whole, yes. But I think if we're talking specifically about the 13900K, which is what most yeah. of our conversation has been focused on so far, not really. Because, I mean, if we're going to use the same uh, argument that we just talked about with the power efficiency, I think that applies as well in terms of, like, honestly, I think that honestly matters, um, is more applicable rather to this aspect, which is if you, if I'm somebody who's buying a $700 or in this case, a $600 CPU, I don't think I'm really going to quibble that much about what my motherboard costs are. Like maybe I'm not going to buy the $1,200 motherboards that are out there, but if I'm looking at like a three to four hundred dollar motherboard, maybe even five hundred dollar motherboard to pair with it, like I'm probably not going to care as much. Now, if we're talking about someone who's looking at that thirteen six hundred K or seventy six hundred X range, then yeah, it's going to make a huge difference right. having the access to DDR four, like 
I mean, yeah, you are going to be kneecapping yourself a little bit, but I mean, you're going to be much more budget conscious in that range. So that's it's a really nice option to have. The fact that there are more motherboards available, you know, and there's more competition among motherboard vendors right now in that space is also really useful. So we, we haven't really talked about the thir- thir- sorry 13600K. Right. Um, I think you're still going to get to that still, right, Gordon? Yeah. So well, we have that discussion. I feel like this is going to have a much bigger role in that conversation than it does for us talking right now about the, the high end. Yeah. I mean, but you can, I can, you know, when you're looking at six plus eight versus six, I, I think we can, in, in the fact that AMD's own messaging has been like, yeah, we don't think we're going to win multi-core down low. So... It's weird because Intel has 24 cores versus 16 cores at the at the nine class CPU, but down at five, you're looking at uh, 14 versus six. It just feels like the disparity is just much much more there. So I, I I'm I'm certain that Intel will have a very hefty lead over the and we saw that with 5,000 too, right? I think they will have a a, a decent lead over uh, AMD at that point, but I but I just kind of think like. You can get those Z690 boards down to because you you remember 13 gen slots into Z690, mm-hmm. right? So, also, well, one thing I find interesting beyond even if you wanted to buy a new motherboard, like if you're like I'm going all in on seven Ryzen 7000, I'm going all in on Intel 13 gen, uh, and you want to get a cutting edge motherboard, I find it really interesting the way vendors have approached motherboard prices this time around. Like I feel like they know that this socket is a dead end, so they're fine pricing it okay. I think they learned some lessons from AM4 because AM5, this is the start of a new platform. That's the reason it costs so much because you do have to buy into PCIe 5 and DDR5. But people did upgrade their CPUs. That's one of the big appeals of AM4, which makes me believe that motherboard vendors are a bit more worried about long-term profits because they can't sell it two generations from now when you upgrade. Because if you look at their Ryzen AM5 boards, they are significantly priced premium even over the Intel Z790 boards that have been out so far. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's funny you should mention those, Brad, because we actually have two videos coming, uh, one of them around, <laughs> is this is this actually going to be the last CPU in this socket? And the other one is, uh, the did AMD shoot themselves in the foot uh, yeah. by, you guys by, hear by the AM4? Yeah. You no, the... no, let's not spoil it. Let's not, okay. let's not spoil it. I have a controversial take there. You get, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, so watch for Next those week. videos. Uh, yeah, there should be coming out later this week. But um, the other thing uh, chat is definitely yelling about, if you're really on a budget, Ryzen 5000 is still really good, and those prices... <laughs> Yeah, prices are getting really good, man. Like, like, do you? I mean, we're uh, oh wow, we're I mean, we're what um, almost a month away from Black Friday. Like, like, well, what if what if we haven't seen the bottom on these yet? <laughs> I mean, it's possible we haven't because uh, the fifty eight hundred X three D, which is what somebody in chat was talking about, that started dropping below four hundred already, like right around yeah. the time, uh, right around the time of the Ryzen seven thousand launch. So at the time of that launch, it dropped to three sixty five on sale, and then just the other day, somebody in our Discord uh, server mentioned that they had seen it for three fifty. So I mean. If we're going to have a good Black Friday this year, it's not out there a possibility of seeing that maybe at 3.30, 3.25, we'll see. But like that would be a smoking price for that chip because that one still holds up pretty well in gaming. And it's 
to get it at half the cost, essentially, of like these chips that we're talking about today right now. Like that's not bad at all. Yeah, I do wonder how, I mean, they. although I guess kind of like, I mean, it must be built into AMD's pricing because their sort of plan was to have Ryzen 5000 kind of fill in the lower ends until things get cheaper. So I guess this is factored into it, but it just feels like every time you lose a, a, a chip, sale to the one that's on, you know, like instead of selling a Ryzen 7,000, you're selling a Ryzen 5,000 and it's also at that cut rate price. It just feels like that, that just kind of stinks, you know, for the, for the, the people that want their money from you for, you know, your shareholders, you know, I, I gotta look at some core yeah, 12th yeah. gen prices. Is, this is crazy. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think it maybe is a question. Somebody obviously who has way more experience with this than I do has probably crunch these numbers, but it's like, if you've got yourself set up a system where you can just do essentially what Brad's about to do, which is take a five-year-old system and replace the chip or just stubbornly hang on to that for another four years until you really run into the ground, maybe it's worth it to them to still make 300 to $400 in sales in that time period as opposed to absolutely nothing. I don't know. I, if I were, sometimes I kind of, I kind of think companies are like, oh, those people, if you're going to be the kind of people that are not going to spend, if you're going to like, I'm, I'm sorry, Brad, but you're the kind of person that comes in and browses. Like if you have a retail storefront and you ever, definitely the one you ever do is you go into the store and you like, you're browsing this thing, you look at it. And then like in two weeks later, you come in, you're browsing, you look at it and you come in two weeks later and you know, that same poor minimum wage person is like, man, why don't you just get the hell out of my store? Are there buy the thing and stop browsing and wasting my time? Cause the bell rings. I got to look at you to make sure you're not shoplifting. And then like, stop browsing, like goes on for years and years and years. And then you finally buy it because it's now in the clearance bin. Get out of my store. You bum. I'm sorry. Well, Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that the same thing? Not quite the same thing, but you know. Oh come on! Uh, like, yeah, I really like that fifty eight hundred X three D man. That's four fifty X three D. This is this is gorgeous. Someone who works retail, nice. Not on commission. You don't care who comes into the store window shopping. In fact, sometimes it breaks up a tedious day when there's nobody in the store. Oh come on! The person who cares is the person who has to pay for the stock. So that's usually the owner of the store. Elena, come on! You know you're like. You're like looking at your phone and it's like, oh, this SOB again. And then you're like, and then you sort of like, then you start feeling in a backstory. I wonder why, like, are, why were they trying to like get that extra 20 bucks to buy the thing? But they come in every other week. They, they keep looking Dude. at it and they keep looking at it. And like, uh, also, no, also, if, if maybe, you, X3D, I don't know, 315. Maybe I'm uh, out of touch or I'm just old at this point. But when I was working retail, we didn't have phones like that. Same and here. on top of that, on top of that, uh, I would imagine even today you're not allowed to be on your phone like that because you oh, need to be watching yeah. the store. Uh, actually, uh-huh. actually, you'd you'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah Wait, do you boy. own your I'm own computer store, Elena? Yeah. You're like it. I'm just saying that you're probably corporate is not necessarily sanctioning that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that well, even corporate you know. is even like less controlled. I mean, you know, I'm just your store. I'm just saying that the the people who those people who just come in and like oh 350 that it's got to go lower for real, I want real quick I though no I 3D 
what if, what if you spin it? I can imagine Gordon working the store. Some kid Good has boy. just been continuing to work hard. You know, he's like, man, I'm saving up for my first gaming PC. I, boy, I'm working go. hard on the weekends. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. He just he's going in. He just wants to see it and hold it and feel. It. He can't wait for the day, and he he sees the price dropping, and then he can finally spring on. He's like, oh man, I've been working all summer, Pop. I, mm-hmm. I, I can finally buy a 5800 X3D, and then and then he comes in. He's like, excuse me, Mr. Gordon, can I buy this? And Gordon's like, get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Also heartbreaking story. Wow. Sure. Sure. That's because that's how it is. Everybody's the beeve and they come in to look at your like, come on. If you haven't, you know, if I'm a retail store owner, I'm like this kid with that skateboard and that black hoodie. I'm watching him. Hey, I'm eyeballing you. I'm watching you and your friend too. Yeah, the owner's owner different. Is like, yeah. different. He changes the, the story. You know, he, he loves to change the story. Yeah. No, Absolutely different. no, even because you got to train your workers because, you know, you can't come on, Absolutely you know, different. you know, as, come on. They're not coming in with a slingshot and back and the, and the, and the, 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 the overalls and like, well, golly, Wally, I wish I could buy this X3D part. No, they're not doing that. <laughs> there are some people who come in. Hey, watch your skateboard, punk. You're going to knock something over. Described it. They're very wistful. You can tell that. They, they they want it someday and they and a lot of times they're super knowledgeable about that thing so you can have some really fun conversations about like this or that no. around the topic no yeah and so I, no. as a retail associate who's died of near like near boredom multiple times it is so refreshing to have like passionate <sighs> peep window shoppers come in to like shoot the you uh, are shoot the crap with you the reality <laughs> like I'm gonna Bruce. tell you this story so when I was a kid oh, here we go. there is a comic book store the comic book guy like you just have like the piles and piles of comic books and cardboard boxes and it would just smell like an armpit. You go in there. I would be in there literally reading comic books for hours. Right. He's like, cause he's like, Hey, whatever. Okay. My son goes into a comic book store now and like what the comic book store is supposed to be comic books piled up to the, the ceiling that are fire hazard in cardboard boxes. He goes in the comic book store. I'm like, oh, I'll drop you off here and I'll pick you up later. Um, he goes in and you know, these things look like, a, they look like a, they look like a, I don't know, like like a, a pottery barn of like comic book stores, right? You go in and they're like, and I, he's like, hey, can you pick me up? It's like, oh, I like, you didn't, well, you weren't. And he's like, yeah, they didn't like me reading the comic books. It was like, it's only been like 10 minutes. That is the modern day retail experience, Elena. I don't know where this like uh, going into browsing. Where you go. It depends on where yeah. you go. There are some definitely community oriented stores. Uh, I love this one comment though in chat. I have to read this out loud. Absolutely, right now, uh, Robbie uh, Rob C B C Active says, "Gordon Store, you enter only with body armor." <laughs> yeah, I, he he's, he's ready to. Yeah, oh, <laughs> come on, yes. you just know. Like, I'm sorry. It's just like this is not leave it to Beaverland anymore. It's very different retail. It's very different anyway, retail these days. Anyway, yeah. the thirteen nine hundred K is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah, well, uh, we, we uh, talk some performance benchmarks. Yeah, ah, uh, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. Go, it's, it's a good part. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Watch. The, we we have two long videos uh, if you want to see all all the uh, all the benchmarks and all the the power stuff we're talking about i do have some some um super chats i need to get to uh one of them uh is actually i'm, I'm gonna go with this other question first from uh nuno uh it, do you guys think that amd is going to deploy a 7900 x 3d to counter intel anytime soon or 7800 x3d whatever whatever do you think vcash is like just waiting right on the wings and it'll be your what if it's the one more thing at the rdna3 event that they oh huh yeah 
They've already basically said that they are doing it, right? Yeah. And uh, I would expect it, based off these results, now that we see for Raptor Lake, I would expect to see it uh, first quarter of next year by the spring. Announced at CES, it'll probably be the big CES keynote announcement. Yeah. The one more thing there, right? Yeah. I could see it being held more for a counter to whatever 6 gigahertz part that uh, is supposed to be in the wings for Raptor Lake. Well, I think 6 gigahertz is response to Vcash is what it'll be. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. I think they're kind oh. of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're kind of like the pairing. I think they'll be at CES. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, totally with that. I think it'll be my, and again, I have no insight. I'm going to guess we'll see mobile parts at CES. I think Lisa Sue is keynoting it. Yep. Right. So I think it'll or be mobile because honestly, CES is a very large consumer crowd. And that actually kind of probably where they're going to lean into efficiency because they got all kinds of efficiency in mobile, I bet. And then they'll probably one more thing, our Vcash part. Because, you know, if you think about it, I know everybody likes, loves talking about leaks, but you know the problem with talking about leaks? Companies don't like it because I want you to buy what I got right now. I don't want you to go like, oh, I'm going to wait for that one more thing. That's yeah. what they really don't like about it. And all the time. E- even though they, they'll they most likely tease uh, Vcash parts at CES, who knows when they'll launch, though, too. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you could still be waiting to, to summer for an actual launch. Maybe they, maybe it's just a tease. But you can't you know? talk about parts because, I mean, the well, problem no, they, then they is... Were, dude, they were teasing the 5800X3D for... It felt like a really long while. Yeah, that's because that's because Alder Lake came out and yeah, was yeah. holding up good against five, Ryzen five thousand. Like our headline for the Alder Lake review was Intel period is period back. <laughs> yeah, and then and that's, that's what they were doing. They're like, hey, we still got this cool new stuff that y'all have never seen before coming. We've seen it before now. Now mm-hmm. it's just that's like an point. ace in the hole. To fight back against the uh, six gigahertz chip, and good I'm point. gonna I, actually that's a really good point because I'm gonna mention this conversation I had with somebody who is in the business. I'm not gonna say who it is because I didn't get authorization. But like, look, they were like when they talked because remember AMD, you know, basically Intel started talking about their next generation parts. AMD started talking about seven. They basically pre-announced six seven thousand a while ago, and that kind of like. The vendor was like, look, X3D part is an awesome chip. Why aren't you selling that? And you basically have (laughs) the interest in X3D, even though it's an awesome chip, kind of dropped off because people were waiting for the next big thing now. And that really kind of hurts. That's why before AMD got really disruptive and, and we had the competition that we did now where they have to leapfrog each other before parts even come out. It was very predictable, right? They would have the vendors would all have months to blow out all the old inventory, and then the new thing would come out. And that that pattern would just repeat over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, I mean, like if Intel started talking about fourteenth gen, which they already have, AMD's going to already talk about their thing, and then like, who the hell's going to? Most people are just going to wait for the next big thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, actually, it's actually called the wait. Osborne effect. Oh. Really? Like there's a thing called the Osborne effect based off way back in the day, like before I was born. It was like early 80s, late 70s. Uh, oh, there was Ozzie a computer Ozzie called Ozzie the Osborne. Osborne. Yeah. No, there was a computer, actually, that was very popular. Yeah. And they announced, like, hey, we got this sweet dope one coming out soon. That's going to blow away this very popular computer for business applications that we use. And so people stopped buying their computer. 
And the company went out of business because they announced it so early they didn't have the R&D dollars to finish making the new and advanced computers. Ooh. It was called the Osborne, so that's why it's Oops. called the Osborne Effect. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. Yeah, because you never want to talk about your, your 23 models in 22 yeah. or 24 models when yeah. you sell cars. It's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, okay, uh, super chat from uh, Coffee. Thank you so much. Uh, five Canadian dollars. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, is Intel Thread Director uh, significantly improved since the release of Alder Lake? Uh I guess that's one question. Second question, are the e-cores now better managed than originally? Uh, same same kind of thing, but the th- thread director, we, we did see that that demo at, at Innovation. Gordon, have you done any testing on that yet? So the official guidance is, yes, it is better. It, they even sort of call it this thread director too in kind of way. It's not, it's a little harder to measure because it's not like you get more performance necessarily. It should be sort of how it's managing sort of multitasking and that's the that's kind of what they're pushing and multitasking benchmarks. I mean, usually when you benchmark, you you benchmark one thing. It's not yeah. multitasking things. It can so. get really hard to to sort of put your finger on. I am actually doing just Windows 10 versus Windows 11 now, um, and I actually am a little surprised because the results I looked at last night are like, oh, actually, Windows 11 has a you know a slight uplift over Windows 11. Oh. I did not expect it honestly, okay. and um, I'm still kind of messing with stuff to figure out what's going on. And I'm not even using. Remember, this is 13 Gen, 13 Gen, Windows 10 versus Windows 11, but I'm using 1H22. So all of my testing is on 1H22. There is this 2H22 version of Windows that has the updated scheduler that actually takes advantage of the improvements in um, in 13 Gen. So I basically... Oh, so you haven't even tried that one yet. I haven't oh, even okay, tried that wow. yet. Now I'm huh. thinking, okay, after this, I need to basically yeah. wipe something out and, and do that as well. But I think, yes, it has gotten better. It definitely has gotten more sophisticated since the it was originally launched because as you can get it's it's so hard to to line up software as as we know from Ryzen one thousand and and Windows. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, some more more testing. We we do have a video coming on that. I'm very excited about it personally. Uh, Lee Warner gave us a ten dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Said uh, don't laugh. I'm upgrading. Uh, I'm upgrading from a dual Xeon X. 5690s with a Titan X on an EVGA SR2 board. They oh. have they have an EVGA Z690 Kingpin and an EVGA 3090Ti FTW. Uh, looking at a 13700K, maybe a 13900K. That's a that's a that's a big jump. Wow, I had to look that one up because you know I never sort of memorized the uh, the parts. I do remember the board that EVGA too. It's basically dual West mirrors, and those are six. Six <laughs> awesome dual uh, six core CPUs. Ooh, 12 cores. TDP uh, of 130 you, watts. When you buy computers, though, you do it right because that was a rocking computer back in the day, and the one you're building right now sounds really rocking, too. <laughs> you also know, includes uh, collector's items. <laughs> Fair oh, yeah, EVGA. EVGA yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always been a big fan of dual processor machines. It's kind of, it's always been kind of a bummer because, I mean, you know, back in the days where all CPUs were just, you know, a single core, they didn't even have hyper-threading. It was, that was the only way to get more than one core. And so, like, mm-hmm. the idea, it was like the whole idea of, oh, I got two CPUs in my computer. That's the <laughs> stupidity of some people. Like, more, which is me. It's kind of like two GPUs, I have right? Multi-GPU setups. I have a dual Athlon MP at, uh, box somewhere in my basement still because it was just... I, I wish I'd never gotten rid of my dual P2400 because I, I still love that box. So. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get, get, get to some more questions. Um, uh, friend of the show, Kraken, over on Discord. Uh, do we need a 480-watt AIO to cool a 13900K or a 7950X? 
Speed is a very strong word. Yeah. Depends on what you're doing. Yeah. I think if you're just running it normally, it's fine. Again, look at our power utilization. Again, that's not, not necessarily just simply core, but unless you're using every single core all the time for very, very long sustained times, it's really not bad at all. Honestly, you could say the same thing about 7950X, which people have the freak out about, but you're browsing, you're using Photoshop, Premiere, maybe doing an occasional 3D render. It is not, but you could run that on air, to be honest. Not, It's not going to give you the optimal performance, but you can do it and everything will be fine. If you're going to sit there and like, oh yeah, I need to run this thing doing renders all day, then yes, you should probably do custom water loop well to follow up on that uh weedabix over a friend of the show weedabix over on discord uh if you just game what cooler do you need out of out of the box for 1300k 120 aio tower cooler 240 aio or something bigger what's your recommended cooler for just gaming for just gaming i mean honestly you probably could get away with a you know a a dual fan but i would you know i'd kind of like a little more headroom but honestly again 99% of games just don't stress all those cores. And even if like, oh, Spider-Man uses a lot of cores. Oh, really? You're using 24 cores? Uh, It's using like eight. Okay, that's, it's just not probably, you can do it. I'd be, don't think I'd be concerned about is getting the heat out of the box. Yeah, I'd say it really depends on on your case. Yeah, Yeah. of course. So yeah, it depends on the case. Yeah, ambient temperatures. So, but I think you can, best case scenario, if it's a good case, uh, I think you get away with a tower cooler for sure if you're just gaming. Yeah, I will say, just that a more holistic thing, uh, if you are buying a 13900K to pair with a 4090, because that's the kind of high-end system somebody could buy, like... 4090 is so fast, it does get CPU bottlenecked even at 4K in some games. So in that situation, you might want to invest in a beefier cooler just to eke that last little bit out if you're already going that far anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And again, that's the same thing. If you're buying, if you're going to go buy the most powerful, you know, car with all of the extra options and plastic bolted onto the outside, why not use a bigger cooler tube? Because why not? Mm -hmm. I, but that is the one thing, like, honestly, from all my testing for gaming, I don't think it really matters for most games. If you're chasing the very best performance, then an i9 makes more than an i5. But at the same time, 4090 really does kind of change the math here. Because I will say I didn't do any 4090 testing. And 4090 is so significantly faster than my my terrible 3090s. I, I don't know. I really want to know, right? I mean, like, and I will say this is the same thing. Like, you, you know, the other thing that's really kind of puzzling, AMD and Intel don't know. Do you think NVIDIA sent 4090s over to AMD and Intel to test for their launches before they launched it? No. It's like, no, nobody really knows. Like 4090 might see like mm, maybe 13 gen with i9 with the very, very high clocks you're getting out of i9 or out of Ryzen 9. It might really be worth it. And one may be considerably better. But unless you have a 4090, that's a $2,200, $2,500 video card. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, it probably doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, and then what is this? Uh, Will Will gave us a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, said uh, 13900K versus 7950X. Which will perform better in an ITX machine? Um, maybe, maybe I'll be testing something around that. Uh, but I, I think uh, they also uh, tack on uh, if, if you were to cap the wattage. Uh, at both of them in an ITX machine. I mean, you you kind of did do at least the 7950X uh, at, mm-hmm. at 65 watt yeah. and 105 watt, and then you also did the yeah the 13th gen at both those watches yeah. as well. 
I, I it, it it depends on the meaning of it, right? Because it really does depend on what you're doing. Playing games, running Photoshop, Chrome, Word, PowerPoint, yeah. or doing renders in your, your little mini ITX box. Yeah. I would give the advantage for renders to AMD, probably. Yeah, me too. Um, for the lightly threaded stuff, honestly, Intel has a little bit of an edge, possibly, once you sort of sat down and tuned them. Well, and, 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 and single threaded is, you know, generally yeah. a little bit favorite. Yeah. So if you're gaming and you're going to power limit, I would probably say Intel. If you're going to do all core workloads and stuff, I would probably say AMD. Yeah. Well, I would actually look at uh, Gordon's chart that he did uh, for the power uh, draw and efficiency testing. Because you have that Cinebench run where you have all the different uh, like power limit versions yeah. of the chips uh, so you can see the performance. And, uh, you know, since you're building an ITX, you're probably concerned about heat output, and that's why you're talking about the lower power settings, uh, power limits and all of that. So I would look at that chart, and then I would also look at um, the power consumption chart that Gordon did as well for all the different limits. And what you'll see is that um, what Gordon and... Adam just said is very applicable to stock settings, but as you start playing with those power limits, um, Ryzen often will outperform uh, Intel. Sorry, my brain just stopped. It's been a long week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryzen will outperform Raptor Lake um, at the same wa like lower wattages, but again, it kind of like so. There's like a lot. Like this is what on, I was saying core, earlier about on it all being the core. super. Yeah, yeah. Like so, what you're what you're saying. So what I'm saying here is like too like. It, it's really nuanced and complicated. So I would take a look at those charts and get up so you can get a better sense for like your specific case, like your heat concerns and, you know, your use case and all of that to, to better ballpark, like what you think will actually work out best for your specific scenario. Yeah. How about just buying a bigger case? Cause you're not fitting a 4090 <laughs> in your mini ITX box. Well, uh, we still have that testing due, Gordon. Don't worry. That, I, I did not forget. Yeah, I did not forget. <laughs> uh, well, and now instead of a 12900K, we're going to th stick a 13900K in uh With your 4090? And With a 4090? And a 4090 if I can get one, you know, so we'll see. You just hit it into case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, okay, a anything else to talk about right now with 13900K? We, we got a lot of content coming, though, for... You know, you got the mid-range parts that, that you're going to look at. We we have some other kind of little deep dives we're going to dive into. So still more to talk about. But I mean, overall, it just feels like, I mean, we, we've been sort of saying it's going to be a dogfight. Would you agree that like, you know, again, I would say if you're looking at videos like, oh, I want to know which one to buy because I want this, the better one. I mean, pick the one that's better. They're, they're all, these are tools built that have strengths in each category. Look at a different videos, pick the one that works for you, but don't, there is no such thing as the best chip at that high end, I would say. So I, I, I think, you know, it's a good dogfight. This is, this is awesome. You know, we have, you know, we have, uh, consumers. it's just, it's just awesome for consumers, even for the people who can buy $700 CPUs. So <laughs> for sure. Okay. Uh, then what about people who are trying to buy uh $900 GPUs? Is that Isn't how much it, it was going to cost? I can't remember. Is yeah, is, yeah. Now, is now a good time to buy a nine hundred dollar GPU? You, Brad, you said it. So for people who don't know, and exactly. I don't know how that's possible unless you're living under a, a rock. But Nvidia basically came out and said we're unlaunching the twelve gig forty eighty card, which was nine hundred. That's still not a word. Yeah, what is that? You, you, why do you think that isn't a word? 
Unlaunch? Have you ever heard that word before? You know, like, you can't just put un in front of a word and now it's a word. I mean, <laughs> I can. guess so because I get the point. You can do but... that all day. That's, in fact, <laughs> the, the English major is like, that's a, like the entire, they will put anything in the dictionary now. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically like anything you can that's put it. in the official dictionary now by going in and editing it yourself. So I think it's, it's real. That's, that's wiktionary. That's not... <laughs> Oh, come on. The words you're putting in a dictionary now, Lena, they're like anything. Okay, do it. It just like, it used to be like a bunch of stuffed shirts with their pipes and the little patches and the thing. And like, and they all like, and they'd have the glasses. And I'm sure they had the chains to hold the glasses on. And they'd probably (laughs) vote on it. And they're like, no, don't let this word in. Now it's like, go ahead. Just anybody can edit, publish. That's how it is with the dictionary. It's a real word. Merriam Webster's like that online. They they lean into it more. But, 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 well, real quick to like, but. Why didn't they just say canceled? Do you think there's a reason why they said unlaunched versus canceled? Because it's not it's not canceled. Canceled is very negative. I can understand why they used a word like unlaunched. Like we're not going to launch this. Like saying we're canceling the launch like has negative vibes to it. It's Mm -hmm. all PR marketing stuff. Yep. That and I also think that the in fairness too, the word canceled also suggests that they're like just completely canning it i think Which by them saying the by, by using this word unlaunched they're leaving themselves some wiggle room to retool it or like rebrand it or something right because i think if you were to say like it's canceled you're basically saying like nope we're shutting down production like it's just not going to exist period which is probably not uh that's very definitive right that really closes yeah. the door mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. is it I'm real, good i'm real curious to see where they go with this at this point honestly because uh, just to recap, everyone who's watching the show probably knows this, but the 4080-12 gigabyte uh, was the 4070 with a different name so they could charge more. Uh, basically, TLDR. Uh, people were calling it the 4079 and stuff like that online, too. Uh, $900, 12 gigabytes had the exact same name as the 4080-16 gigabyte, uh, but it was uh, had a 192-bit bus, which is ridiculously small for a $900 graphics card, 21% fewer CUDA cores than the 16-gigabyte 4080. It's, it's a firm tier down. This is a 4070 card. So I'm curious to see if they just rebranded the 4070 and bring it back at a lower price, if they rejigger things around so it's not the exact same configuration uh, and then say, hey, we put out a 4070 Ti instead. It's a little bit faster than this would have been. It's, you know, still $900. <laughs> Here's to see if they rejigger that any. Like, it's clear that they saw the blowback that they were getting. Because the second I saw the specs for this, like, I'm looking at my article from the reveal and I'm just like, I lead it with in a deeply anti-consumer move. And that was the feedback pretty much across the board. Well, let me ask you this, Brad. Weren't there two 3080s? It's a very different situation. Why do I think two 3080s? The the original 3080 launched a year, a year and a half originally at its original price. And then when the uh, pandemic messed up all the production, they put out the 12 gigabyte 3080. Which was still the same chip, just had a slightly more enabled uh, SMs and stuff enabled. So it was a little bit more powerful, like five and, and more RAM. Maybe. Yeah. But it was yeah, it had more. the more RAM, but it was more that it was you know you have more RAM, the little upcharge will give you a little bit extra, which I still did not like at the time. To be fair, every time that they use different GPU configurations and just call it out by memory, I always call it out because I think that's crap. Uh, 
this is a totally different GPU. Like, it's not just a cut-down GPU. It was a totally different GPU. This is, historically, this would have been the 4070 GPU. Yeah, I agree with you. Because, I mean, it really, <laughs> it was clear that they just, like, we'll just call it 4080 for some reason. I I don't, I still don't understand the and, math for that. But, but then, isn't it possible they... Like- it, they had more coming too. Like maybe they have the roadmap, and it actually has other cards that are actually lower spec than that for forty eighty twelve gig. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. What, they they should. I mean, they, hopefully they have a top to bottom stack. But uh, they're just like with the economy where it is these days, their pricing they're getting pushed back hard, and then slapping the wrong name in a deceptive way on this. Like, they got pushed back hard. And I'm glad that they saw that that was coming in reverse course. Also, this is a big deal because it's not just saying, oh, okay, you know, w- you know, this isn't going to affect us other than maybe we just uh, do something. It, it does sound like, you know, the, not only marketing material, but pro- uh, product labeling. All these manufacturers already had these cards probably in some sort of uh, manufacturing <laughs> development. So, I mean, you're having to uh, hit the brakes and adjust course in a lot of ways, probably more than we even know. Yeah. Well, so you, Brad, you, we know your opinion here because it, it sounds like it lines up with me, but I, I'm actually kind of, well, one, I'm actually kind of glad that they, they did this. I'm not sure I know what the real motivations are for them doing it. I- Um, but I also do think like, I actually want to ask Adam and Elena because this, this comes up with Apple's butterfly keyboard conversation. Whereas when they basically finally said butterfly keyboard is done, we finally heard you and we're going to go back to a keyboard that isn't pure crap breaking. You and Adam were totally like, Oh my God, well, I don't care. They never should have done the first place. And you're still screaming about it. And like, to me, I feel like what Wait, NVIDIA, where, where you put it. When did I ever say that? We never talked about you that both did keyboard. go back and look at the tape. You both were screaming because I was saying like butterfly keyboard Screaming gone is a very uh, dramatic retelling. Yeah. Yeah. I have the receipts. I have the receipts. I keep all the receipts <laughs> and I will tell you that you, we were so invested in those butterfly saying, keyboards. Oh boy. Look, I, I didn't like yeah, the butterfly keyboard. No, no, that. no. <laughs> what you were saying is like, I don't care. I'm not going to give Apple credit for now doing a keyboard. That isn't butterfly is what I'm saying. I, I remember the people get hot over me. Roughly right. No, I, I do remember this conversation. I'm just saying that screaming is a very, very strong word. Yeah. And two, <laughs> I think that I think that sometimes he has a story to tell. Huh? I think sometimes it's uh, a little unfair to say that we should give credit to companies for reversing a decision that was not necessarily a great, friendly decision in the first place. Like, for example, if phone vendors after all these years were to finally finally put back a 3.5 millimeter headset jack onto their phones like i don't know if i would be willing still to give them credit for taking it away in the first place because that was kind of a really anti-consumer jacked up move like it's really inconvenient good way you work you gotta you gotta mention both you gotta say good for them for listening same with the video here same with the apple same with the headphones so i guess for you i mean i do say like i'm but you need to still point out that, like, this should not have happened to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> it should not have like, happened I in the first place. I will say it that, like, it's glad I'm glad that it's changing, but it's not going to erase yeah. the past for me. And I feel like sometimes, Gordon, when you go into this mode, you're talking about like, it never mattered that there's like a score of people. If we're going to use the butterfly keyboard example, there's like a whole host of people who spent like sixteen hundred dollars to like 
make a few thousand dollars on a on a laptop that they're going to be stuck with because you can't replace that keyboard on a laptop that is like not enjoyable and they just have to live with that you know it doesn't erase that so people still have this lived experience but the problem is what the way i interpret it and the reason i'm bringing up this conversation is because this is the same thing with video when i say i give NVIDIA credit for saying, yeah, if this is true, because I really, I still really doubt this is due to pressure. Uh, personally, I think what happened is 4090 came out and people were like, oh, damn, I definitely do not want any 30 series card. Take those things and I put them in the junk bin. <laughs> like everybody immediately said, no, no. Am I stupid to pay $800 for a 3080? Mm-hmm. I think. And then and then like basically the tap turned off. Everybody stopped buying any expensive 30 series card. And then all the partners and all the retailers said, look, you got a serious problem here. You think you got a pile of 30 series cards piling up now? They're really piling it now because a 4090 has just, it just, it just, it just reset everybody's expectation. I personally, that's what I think kind of like. It has nothing to do with people being angry and doing YouTube videos and the, you know, I think it's really like, oh, this is a serious problem. They stopped buying them. But, that said, I am glad they are unlaunching it in a way because I have to give them credit. Like, look, if they really heard this messaging and they're like, yeah, it sucks. We're not going to, you know, uh, I mean, again, what <laughs> what if they come out with a 4080 12 gig in six months after all the 30 series is finally cleared out and they just call it the same damn thing? We don't know, right? This could be simply a delay. We don't know what's going well, on. Well, they said, though, no, they said right in the post, the post was very short. They said, uh, you know, it's a good product with a bad name. So yeah. I think they'll launch it under a different name. I think there'd be no chance they would launch it in the same okay. name again. Okay, we'll see. Uh, I found it interesting during Amazon Prime Day. I get uh, you know the marketing emails from NVIDIA in my account because GeForce Experience and stuff like that. And that day they were hammering hard. Hey, there's plenty of RTX 30 series in stock on great sale over at Amazon Prime Day if you want to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on, hint, hint. I, I, guess, yeah, I guess it was the same day that the 4090 launched and they were like, Go buy some 3090s, y'all. Go buy some. Yes, we're gonna. The prices will continue to go. I, I think the the thing is, Gordon, you're painting Elena and I that that we get mad, but we never give credit. No, you you do both. Why can't you just do both? I, no, I, I don't understand. If you look at the tape, basically, no, I was just, saying carrot no and stick. My feeling was like, look, good on you, Apple. I'm glad you did this. Yay. And it's, hey, go watch that video. I, you I have like, no idea where you you're were, pulling this information, but I'd be like, yeah, no, they was stupid. They did it in the first place. Also, good thing they changed it. I, I don't, I don't. That's not what you said. Is oh. what I, I guess what I'm saying is people. I have people, no idea where you say I said that. What I'm saying is people, <laughs> people should go like, yeah, if they really did do this because they listened to all the anger and they have basically backed off of this launch in the naming, then you got to say, hey, I'm glad you did that. But instead, the reaction is everybody screams louder. It's weird. Like, the volume got louder when they unlaunched it. And I just don't understand if you're that company. You know what? F you. You know, we don't care what you say because we can do what you want us to. And then you will scream at us for doing the thing you want us to because you screamed at us before for doing the wrong way. So I don't like eventually that person's like, I don't care what you say. You're just going to scream no matter what. I guess that's my point here. And the I thing just I find think- interesting from like a marketing story from NVIDIA's end is that, you know, they clearly named it the 4080 12 gigabyte for a reason because it's $900 because the 3080 is $800. It came out at seven or $800. I forget the exact specifics. So, you know, the market's falling out right now. Everyone's buying stuff used. There's RTX, all this, all that. 
30 series. You can go buy them used. You can go buy them new. They're all at good prices-ish. Uh, so they had the 40, 80, 12 gigabyte to say, hey, 40, 80 is starting at 900 bucks. It ain't that bad. Everything's more expensive these days. Still a pandemic is 100 bucks more. Uh, it should never have been named that. I found that to be a deeply cynical marketing move to begin with. But what leaves them in a sticky situation now is that the actual 4090 is 50% more than the 3080 was. So, because it's $1,200 and the 3080 came out at $800. That's 50% more than its predecessor. So, I'm real curious to see what they do with that when it launches now. Yeah. How much would you pay for 3080 at this point and 3090? Knowing 4090 performance where it is. I wouldn't buy a 3090 first, but... I would not pay anywhere near retail price. (laughs) Yeah, so where... I mean, even like 4080, that's... Oh, my marble just came out of my fidget spinner. Oh, Oh, no. I just kind of think like... (laughs) I had that thing for years. (laughs) Like, I think I've said this, 3080 at $800 feels like a total ripoff. Just kind of knowing what this next generation parts brings out. It feels like... I, I would just like... Uh, I, you know, it feels like $500 and Jared said this a few weeks ago. He says, I expect 3080 at $500, which is like, that is a crazy good deal. That's about what I would pay for it. I'm hoping we start to see that around the holidays. Yeah. Cause they're both these companies like AMD less so than NVIDIA, NVIDIA very much. So they're in trouble with all this stuff. Like they're sitting on piles of very expensive graphics cards that all of a sudden everything fell out. Yeah. They still need to launch their new generation, but they still need to get rid of their old stuff. Like, I'm not jealous of any of these companies. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I think somebody was telling me that they are starting to see 30 series starting to dry up. And originally in the press Q&A, Jensen said, like, they thought 30, I mean, the 30 series should be way more manageable by December, if I remember right. So it feels like. I think people expect that 30 series will basically be like washing up on the shores for the next 12 months, but maybe it's actually going to. Well, if they did cancel the 4080 12 gigabyte, possibly because these things stopped selling as you know, you were speculating, uh, which is again, very much speculation. Uh, Who knows? Like it can get worse. Like (laughs) my bills are still going up in other ways. Like uh, (laughs) the reason I don't have that 58, 100x 3d yet is because my bills went up so i'm yeah. like mm, i'm gonna punt this i imagine it's the same thing with graphics cards at this point especially when you can see the bottom still coming yeah, yeah. that is actually kind of scary because we've already seen that all you know pc sales are in obviously i mean it's been gangbusters for about three years now and now basically things are going in the other direction and it's the the plane is descending a little too fast i think that's kind of scaring people i wonder mm-hmm. what this does for the high-end market because you know, in the meltdown of 2008, high end basically kind of like, like everything kind of like vanished. I wonder if this one's going to be a little more different because it might actually hurt you know, mid range and lower. Whereas mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the high end might be a little more insulated like this time around. So maybe 4090s and, you know, Ryzen 9 Core i9s will do fine. Core i5s, not so great, right? So I, I, I agree. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting to, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I feel like if you're in the market for a 4090, you're in the market for a 4090 full stop. Like yeah. you're not worried about all that. But everyone else was actually like trying to get value in a budget. Like interesting times. Also, don't forget hashtag wait for RDNA three. 
Right, uh, right around the corner. Hashtag wait they for Battle Mage. Hashtag yeah. wait for yep. Battle Mage. <laughs> and then also hashtag wait for 50 series. Meteor Lake. They just today, AMD just today announced, they had already said our DNA 3 is being revealed on November 3rd. They said today <laughs> the presentation will be 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on their YouTube channel. Oh, so really? Nice. Check that out. Hmm. I'm really curious to see what AMD has to offer. Like... The 4090 kicks so much butt. Like like I was saying in the review last week, like it's the most impressed I've been with the GPU I've ever tested. I really do think AMD and with RDNA 3 has a chance to keep up with it. But I think NVIDIA is stumbling real hard with the pricing on these 4080 cards. One has now been unlaunched. The other one's 50% more than it was last time. Like I'm really curious <laughs> what AMD does here. Yeah. Would you, I think they, they're going to play against price. I mean, there's always better to be second because you can play your price. Yeah. Play yeah. pricing wars. Like I, that may have even factored into, you know, thirteen nine hundred K pricing. Like it didn't go up in price technically, right? So it may mm-hmm. actually. I would think AMD like, oh, we our opening is let's, <laughs> we're really going to jam them up because we're going to maybe we won't touch them in every single feature, but we are going to offer more performance in certain things, and then we're going to be significantly lower price, right? Because that's the way to do it, kind of like to jam up Nvidia right now, especially because they can't. Yeah, the that was the Ryzen playbook. <laughs> yeah, work again here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they wind right. up. So let's say they come out and they get roughly 30 series to ray tracing performance uh, within 10 or 15%. Who knows? Even ties the uh, 4090, which that'd be impressive. Uh, but they charge, you know, a thousand bucks, 1100 bucks. Like, that'd be insane. Yeah. They're going to those GPU chiplets. Like, it's a really weird and wild different time. I have no idea what to expect out of our DNA. Isn't that more expensive, though? The chiplet designer? No. I, no, because you can put the uh, different I.O. dies and stuff like that can use a less expensive process. So uh, all these okay. GPUs are on 5 nanometer now, and they are incredibly expensive compared to previous generations. So you can offload that to less costly you know, nanometer processes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, but it'll be interesting, too, because, I mean, this is that was all the whole point of the Meteor Lake uh, briefing that Intel did. It's like, look, you know, chiplet is, is really cool, but it does... It does not actually stand dead even with monolithic oftentimes, right? Because there are there are latencies going from chip to chip, and you have to eat all that. It's always better to be on the same diet. Physics. Physics, but it is also very expensive to make everything monolithic. So we'll have to see, right? But it just has I'm to be I'm curious to see how enough. Infinity Cache and everything plays into it. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, I think it's going to be real interesting. Yeah, you kind of wonder if that was the whole play. It was like, you know what? Infinity Cache is... is is what sort of gives us this sort of like special sauce and they've probably kind of been working this way for a long time now we're going to go to chiplet and that the big ass cash is probably make a difference i don't know i'm not ian that's what you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got a five dollar super chat from uh den vera one g1 thank you so much uh said should be a 4070 at most the 12 gig 480 would be first ever non 60 class card to have a 128 bit bus also firmly within a 60 class die size really this should have been the 4060 ti see i don't necessarily agree there i've seen that going around i do understand why people think that about the bus size uh i will say that you couldn't really test it too much with the 4090 because it's just overbuilt everywhere like it's a behemoth uh nvidia quietly did add tons of l2 cash which amd markets is infinity cash it's just a ton of cash they did like 6x 16x more for the 40 series and moving to that cash right there on die next to the gpu 
is what let AMD drop down to lower butt switch with RDNA 2, the RX 6000 series. So until we see these parts, I won't necessarily agree with that, but I can understand the sentiment. Yeah, I think it's the same thing, too, because people just think, oh, this one thing that is getting lower, these these people aren't just simply playing, you know, CPU, GPU, like simulator building stuff. They It is all carefully planned. I'm sure it's factored into the design of it and the performance of it. So they Because they know they have to compete with Intel and AMD. So I, I think... It- just going off going off the bus size of these cards is like going off like i don't know uh, i i will say frequency. i, I yeah, totally understand and somewhat agree that paying what would have been $900 for a graphics card with a 192 bit bus that kind of hurts even if, even with all that said with the cash stuff and everything it's like who that's different <laughs> i don't know but i to me it's like the nice thing about being so dumb is i don't like to me, it's like I only care what the end result is, which is better performance. Frankly, maybe even better performance at a decent efficiency because of all the cash. Maybe I, I like to me, it's sometimes people will get caught up in these specs. Like it really, the only thing you really should care about is what shows up on your screen, and like when you push that button. So I, I think it's people get a little too caught up in the worry. It's oh my god, oh what's the next thing I can be worried about now on the PC? Well, wait, wait for reviews is what you're saying. You know. We'll, yeah, we'll see when reviews, reviews come. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and if it really is like, wow, this thing is hamstrung. Why did they do this? And yeah, it's a problem. Then, right yeah. now, we, we just don't know. Yeah, we just the RTX thirty eighty. I just looked had a three hundred twenty bit bus, reasonable price, a hundred dollars less. We're yeah. playing at high resolutions. You typically want a wider bus, but yes, we will have to wait and see the reviews and see for how sure. it goes. Yeah, sure. I mean, remember they also like these things are planned years in advance and. You're trying to anticipate where the competition is going to be at that point, and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work out that way. Oh, look, for yeah, sure, see, five hundred dollars uh, for the thirty eighty. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, anything else on on RTX? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's move over to some questions uh, before we get out of here. We got uh, uh, Elena. You heading out? Nope, I no, was just celebrating just Q&A. Oh, yeah, Q&A. Oh. If, if you have a question, uh, put it in the chat right now at PC World so I can see it. Uh, if you're watching or listening to this later, there's a link to our, our Discord. Uh, go over there. There is a channel for questions, and I will get to those later. Um, where did my question thing go? Uh, we do have a question from Mike Quinton. Friend of the show, Mike Quinton, gave us a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. Always appreciate it. Said, uh... They read that NAND chip shortage is pending, thus uh, why are SSD prices still dropping? Uh, is there something about PCI 5 SSDs we don't know, uh, such as a really new tech? My, so there, there's shortages, yet prices are dropping. Why? My, my guess is because you remember there was just a huge massive supply chain. They, like, they were making, you run the factory, you run it all day, 24 hours a day. And they probably the train was running, the train was running and like, oh, suddenly, you know, threats of uh, World War Three and maybe your global recession and oh, maybe some aliens land. Suddenly, oh every when you have actual PCs also going down in the toilet for chip sales, that also means uh, and as well as iPhones, everything is basically getting canceled. That means everything around it, the RAM, the NAND also gets canceled. So suddenly you're expecting to sell this amount. And you're now suddenly selling less. Well, we can't raise the prices. I guess it's unless it's a 40 series yep. card. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. 
<laughs> everything you just said, I, I think it's right. A uh, friend of the show, Liquid R, over on Discord. Uh, in the EU, they recently introduced new regulation restricting high-power consumption TVs that could affect 8K and high-end 4K sets that are currently available soon or soon to be available. What would be your concern if they turn their regulatory eye to high-power consumption processors? Sorry, I just real quick for audio listeners. While um, Adam was reading that question, Gordon just put his face on his mic and shook his head, and it was the most amazing thing. Anyway, <laughs> I, I miss that too. I guess I'm mentioning that because um, in the UK, if you don't know it, this is a, this is information from a, a former coworker, Martin Reynolds. Hey, how's it going in Pyongyang, Martin? Um, in the UK, they. <laughs> This is the country that has literally the TV police. And if you do not have a, this is the old days. I don't know what they do anymore. If you did not have a license for a television in your United Kingdom home, where, where this kingdom is, I don't know. I mean, king of the king of the who, they would come and they would have equipment to say like, oh, you've got a television in your home and you don't have a license for it. I just kind of think like, that's just kind of that UK world. So yes, that is kind of like very disturbing. Um, I do think though, like if they're limiting these things, this is, this is that kind of like, I'm always afraid. The reason why I was very much in favor of ATX 12V, I was, I actually am very favorable to things that companies have done to lower power consumption the original eight uh cec 2020 thing that california adopted and then many many states basically copied that essentially enforced power efficiencies for desktop pcs when they're idling a lot of people got really angry about that and i did as well initially because it's like i really don't want people to i don't i do not want governments telling High-end desktop users, you're using too much power, and we are going to put the thumb down on you because I just think – and it's not because I like to waste electricity. I feel that it is because it is simply like – it is like the government coming in and chasing somebody who bought an 800-horsepower Hemi Cuda when that is one out of the 50,000 cars that are sold. I mean, like, there are just like – you are looking at – you're chasing an infinitesimal performance crowd, and do you think they are putting, you know – Third, do you think they're putting 20,000 miles a year on that Challenger? No, they're not. They're driving it once in a while because the thing uses, gets five miles to the gallon. You basically go at the entire large market where you can make real uh, impacts. And that is why I backed off of being so hot over government kind of putting their thumb down on it. Because the example, when I will say, when I talked to the state of California during that, they had a really good point. It's like, look, you got to start somewhere. We We do the, you know what? We did shower heads like in, I don't know if you have this in your state, Brad. In California, when you turn on the shower, it's basically like somebody's spinning on you because the, the water restrictors are in the state. I remember the first time I went out there, I'm like, "What's up with your terrible showers out here? <laughs> What's up with the terrible showers out here?" And yes, that that kills me too because a lot of people I would like take the restrictor out and like you do all kinds of things, but you have to do that across the entire state because look, by the way, we're basically drying out like a husk here. And there are things you have to do across the entire thing. But yes, you can go out and buy a shower head from out of state. And I, I understand it. And I, I just think like the reason why you can't just simply start screaming that you can't regulate me, keep your hands off my PC kind of stuff. You basically have to 
by when the, all the companies, Intel and NVIDIA and the state, and they all got together and say, hey, this CEC 2020 thing, we can meet this. We can do this to save power across the entire fleet. That gets governments to go like, oh, you know what? We don't want to screw with these companies that pay a lot of tax money. So we're just going to leave them alone because they are self-policing. When you are not self-policing and you are not making things more efficient in idle, that's when you get people that go like, look at how much power a gaming PC uses. And that that's why I very much was in favor of it. So it's a long-winded answer. Yeah, that kind of sucks. That will limit 4K televisions and some of the high-performance televisions. But it will also make the manufacturers then go, okay, we got to make it better now. And it is, it's always that balance. You know, it's going to, I will tell you the first cars that had catalytic converters, they sucked. They were terrible. Today's cars are so clean running that in the end, it, it does kind of have, you have to look at across the whole thing. So I do think, yeah, I'm, it kind of bugs me, but I also understand why you do it because then the companies can make these TVs that use less power. Sorry, long winded answer. Yes. So understand that. I just go like I'm not even gonna touch any of that because that was a long-winded answer. But I will go back to the original question. I think that you know whenever they put these restrictions on place, I think that they're less likely to do it to PCs just because of the nature of the things. TVs are very widespread and they are purely consumer devices. And I can see a government being like, "Y'all are getting a little too crazy." There's one of these in every living room, and all you do is watch TV on it. Whereas the higher power consumption, like we were talking about, for these high-end Uber chips are there to get work done. And I think they would have a lot more pushback and much smaller footprint, obviously, than 4K TVs. So it's all the government's weird, man. It's all about balancing stuff out, I guess. Uh, Also, Voodoo in the chat said, just hearing about this makes me want to dump tea in a river. (laughs) 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 Or in a bay. Uh, Anyway. Uh, okay, uh, we got a, you know, uh, a, A-K-C-S-E, Axie, uh, I guess DeBauer and Jace Two Cents tested the 7950X after sanding slash lapping them and noticed a drop of up to 10 degrees. What are your thoughts about AMD being adamant about cooler compatibility with AM5? We kind of talked about this a little bit, but, uh, I don't know if Elena was there when we talked about this, but. I, I'd love to hear Elena's, um, um, response because I, it really was. To me, it felt like it was a um, a compromise made in cooling, maybe some performance to maintain compatibility. Do you, does that? How much would that have bugged you if you had to to toss your cooler mounts as well, or maybe your whole cooler? Uh, sorry, I was reading chat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Elena, if, if you had to pay extra money Got for caught. mounts for your cooler for AM five, would you? Would you? Because because. The, so the 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 long answer or the the summary is, uh, AM5 uh, uh, heat spreader is like I don't know weighs as much as a Buick, and they did that mostly <laughs> no, because really. they needed it to be thicker to meet the Z high requirement of the existing coolers uh, without requiring new standoffs. Remember when um, uh, 12th gen came out, they said, "Oh, it's got the same mounting spacing as previous gen 11th gen, but you're gonna have to get new mounts." So that kind of like. A lot of people were angry over that, and uh, I think AMD is like, "Look, you got to do DDR5, and you got to toss your motherboard. Now you got to get new brackets." That was just like that one bridge too far. Do you would that have made it good or bad for you? One is that what's the bridge? We did talk about this already. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. we did. We did. Okay, but I mean, I can answer the question again. We'll see if I'm consistent. <laughs> uh, Gordon, take is, notes. I'm taking. 
which I feel <laughs> receipts are going to show up at my doorstep. Uh, he has no I, I, I feel like I understand that approach. Um, at the same time, I think that given the platform change, it might not have been as bad a time to do it as another time. You know what I mean? Like if they were going to do it, that was the opportunity to, to opportunity to do so. And now they've chosen their path and that can't be undone. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still like my goalie, Goldilocks and the three heat spreader story, but that's, <laughs> I don't care. That's like, that's why I said last time. And I'll say it again this time. I don't care if it runs at 95 C, if it's running just how it's designed to and kicking butt as we just spent an hour and a half talking about it kicks, butt. It's supposed to run at 95C. It's warranted to run at 95C. I can still use my old cooler. Great. <laughs> yeah. And just remember, all products are a compromise. So yeah. you don't make perfect products for the user that, you know, it's just, that's not how it works ever. Uh, here's a, uh, a good question from uh, John Shy Guy. Uh, is an E-Core a third of the performance of a P-Core? Can can you put a, a a fraction on it, Gordon? Boy, you know, I'd almost say maybe. You mean of a oh for Intel to Intel? I'm just thinking yeah. like oh, I don't know. I didn't look at it that way. There's definitely other sort of. It's a good question. It's a good question. A lot of you know because it's it's often been you know Ian himself, Doctor Ian Cutcher's Tech Tech Potato. Go over like and subscribe and mash that uh, subscribe button. Um, it uh, I think he's done some of the testing. I honestly would say it feels like. For me, doing finishing all of the AMD seven thousand versus thirteen gen, I would feel it feels like half, like half of AMD performance, kind of in a way. So like, because you're looking at eight plus sixteen versus all sixteen big cores of AMD, and the performance on a lot of benchmarks are pretty close. So it yep. feels like those like mini cores are kind of like half of performance AMD core in a way. So I mean, maybe that's a good metric. But, I think it depends. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, it, that's a good. That's a good broad answer, though. I like that answer. Yeah, yeah. About it like I that. mean, that gets to the reason why I didn't use the money chart, right? Because it, <laughs> it really, it really, it really does. The they're not as fast. But again, I will tell you when you talk to your family members at Thanksgiving, they say, "Oh, I just bought a brand new computer at a Best Buy or a Costco." Oh, what'd you get? Oh, yeah, I got that brand new Intel. It's got like twenty four cores or whatever. Or six. They're gonna. They're not gonna tell you like, oh, it's got. Eight, it's got 16 E cores and, you know, eight P cores. You're just going to say it's got 24 cores. And that's, that really does work. Uh, a couple more questions here. Uh, Pedro Acura asked, uh, what do you think about running a GP, GPU with the zero RPM fan mode? Do you think it's damaging long term? Or what, what about even just running it to like, you know, 15 to 20% real, real low? Give it a shot. I think it would, performance would be trash. <laughs> like those things are made like clock speeds are dynamic these days to respond to the temperature and stuff like that like the more cooling that you have the more performance you get so i think if you throttle it the back that far unless you're talking about a really you know budget level chip that has a pretty beefy uh passive sync on there like i think performance would be bad but that's just talking my butt i've never tried doing anything like that be a fun experiment I, you know, I'm interested too, is like with 4090 series, because clearly FE was so overbuilt and mm -hmm. it's, everybody loves the design, but I kind of want, and if a lot of people are like, why, like the add board designs don't seem to get me anything, but that's like max tuned down. I kind of wonder like if you were to tune those things even lower, like 
if those those coolers that they use actually improved, but tune much lower rather than swinging for the fences. It, it'd be an yeah. interesting experiment. Why don't you send over some 4090s to me? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Over on Discord, uh, mostly running a stock as... Uh, should reviewers upgrade their hardware test benches to the latest, fastest CPUs, DDR5, RAM, motherboards, PCI5, all, all that kind of stuff? Uh, they were saying specifically, you know, because of the 4090 situation, but I think we can just generally say it. What, what are our thoughts on having the, the highest end, latest and greatest test benches? I think that in general, uh, depending on what you're testing, you want to have, if not the highest end, close to it. Like, so when you're testing a graphics card like the 4090, I'm, I tested it with the 5900X, which up until two days beforehand or whatever it was when the Ryzen 7000 launched, it was one of the fastest chips you could buy. Uh, but it does get held back a bit by the 4090 because it's that fast. So you want to try to have high-end hardware so you can isolate whatever it is that you're testing. That being said, the realities around product launches and honestly... Like the timing of involved of all this stuff, you know, keeping you have a database of results and your test setup and stuff like that. Like I do retest with new drivers as they come out. So you do redo it anyway, but everything's all set up and tuned. Like the reality is not always that you can just constantly upgrade. I think it's good to have a high end thing, but you don't necessarily need to have the high end thing. And that's what I like about there being so many different reviewers because you can go see Paul's video, which he tested the 4090 with uh, Ryzen 7950X, and he got one set of results. If you're already sitting here spending $700 on a new CPU and $1,600 on a new GPU, whereas me, I tested on a 5900X that a lot of enthusiasts already have, might be looking to upgrade to a 4090, and then you can see, oh, if you look at the difference between these two results now, you can see even this high-end CPU from last generation is kind of starting to hold it back. So there's value everywhere. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I almost wanted to see what a, a 4090, how it would perform on like a, a 9900K, a classic I've seen on a 4i5. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I, so I don't know. I, I think there, it's, it's, it's both. It's like, you can sure you kind of want to see that the latest and greatest, but I don't know. Sometimes I kind of want to see other weird configurations. So. Yeah. I, I'd like to add too, like I, I, ideally it's always best to use best with best with mm-hmm. newest drivers, newest BIOS, newest operating system. But you have to realize there's only so many hours. They don't give these things and we get to sit with them for three months. It can be oh. a week. It can be, fast. it can be days. <laughs> And the I larger was up till three o'clock last night working on the end of the thirteen nine hundred K, and that was just the final step. Mm-hmm. All of us have spent mm-hmm. long nights. And yeah. <laughs> so the larger, so like every time you you for reviewer, once you add, I need to do the newest thing, and you have a very large set, you have to start leaving because you can't go back and test every single old thing again. There's just literally not enough time to do it. So. Like even for me, I I used to try to like okay, we're gonna lock down everything that way I can have this large database for context. But uh, these days, I basically run everything new. Like I'll I've pared it down to like three CPUs sometimes because there's a brand new operating system. By the way, it's got mm-hmm. improvements to the scheduler, and oh yes, and there's also brand new versions of Adobe. In fact, when I did seventy nine fifty X, no, actually, this is the crazy thing. So I tested Adobe Creative Cloud what uh, last week with 13th gen <laughs> and there's a new version now like a real new version of these products out so 
it really gets sticky because like I want to use the latest thing because they're testing the newest features. And then you just, it just, you just, I I think it it would be ideal, but it's, it's just unfortunately not realistic. So it would be good, but I understand the frustration because if you're going out and you're going to build a 4090 and you want to know whether they have a 7950 or a 13 gen, that's, you're going to have to sort of piece that cobble that together. Go look at uh, Paul's hardware, right? He had his, he did it that way. And not all of us, like he has access to both. I don't have access Brad has the mayo. I got the bread. So we're just going <laughs> to. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty, though, these days of having so many voices in the space because it allows everybody to take different approaches. And I mean, everyone else in the you know, chat here just kind of said that. But to kind of riff on what Adam was saying, um, because you're going to have people who are trying to go for the highest end hardware when they're creating their test benches, that allows you to get a look at the architecture itself, really, like how well that architecture performs. So if you're interested in kind of seeing it from that intellectual or maybe even real world application of that, then you have that. But then you also have other voices in the space who are going to look at it from the perspective that Adam's talking about, because that's also a very realistic real world kind of scenario where it's like you look at my 9900k i'm still doing everything i needed to do i just want to know how it's going to perform with like if i were to really upgrade my graphics card and so now you have someone else who's looking at that because they're they're not looking to upgrade all their test benches immediately or that they have very specialized test benches to look at these older kind of systems so um gordon was saying this in our slack the other day where it's like the days of like being an all-in-one stop shop are kind of over. And I think that's honestly not a bad thing for the sanity of the reviewers and just for, you know, everyone who's looking to get the information they need before making a purchasing decision. Yeah, you shouldn't. And again, I wouldn't never say only rely on what we say. Please view other people's content. Look at everybody's content. Even people that are diametrically opposed and their results are different. You should look at it all make decision for yourself you got this brain mm-hmm. use it, so well some of us do some of us don't <laughs> i don't have a brain either. uh all right a couple more and <clears throat> then we'll get out of here um pyrocumulus friend of the show over on uh discord asks uh which is the most uh or, or, uh why am i struggling this for egregious egregiously thank you jeez uh anti-consumer marketing a uh, two 4080 models with two different dies and VRAM. B, Ryzen 7000 spanning four architectures. C, rebranding some older excuse as 13th gen. Hmm. I, I don't like A. <laughs> we, we just so we, we have forever. to pick between those three? <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. To me, uh, the second one, you know, all the different generations uh, as part of 7000, they're different part numbers. Uh, yes, it is mildly like misleading. Like you think, hey, Ryzen seven thousand five nanometer, blah blah blah, Zen poor. Not necessarily true, but it is different part numbers. And I think we're getting to the point where these cutting edge processes are getting so expensive that we're going to start seeing a mix of last and old gen cores mixed in throughout product stacks. Uh, and that is the same deal with intel like it's not ideal but i think that's what we're going to see now that the cutting edge fab processes are getting so expensive whereas i think nvidia's thing is just blatantly anti-consumer and misleading no the question so the question is which is the most egregious not 
are the rest of them not egregious, I guess? So, yeah. like, I would say that, yeah, it's not, I'm actually not a fan of the whole, like, let's uh, use the same uh, numbering system for different architectures. Like, I think that that is anti-consumer in a way. Like, uh, it's, I mean, it keeps me at a job, I guess, because I'm around to explain things to my friends and family and acquaintances, but I'm not a fan of that. That said, I would, I would side with, Brad on this one where it's like it is literally the same name like that is so difficult to suss out you know what I mean Adam did you want to chime in or yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say the the Nvidia one oh. I mean honestly wow. especially because okay. the the Alder Lake one if I mean if you're saying hey we're gonna take 13th gen That's and put it at the lower it. I know it's not confirmed uh, if you're going to take 13th gen and and put it at the lower end of the Raptor Lake stack, I mean, some of those parts are still good. I mean, I, it just depends on the price, right? Uh, right? Like if it's if it's still good CPUs and it's an even cheaper price, that that you know, I think that's the least egregious, and I think the most one is the the Nvidia one here, personally. Huh? Wow, that's three for three. I I'm actually going to pick uh, none of them. Frankly, I think it's absolutely. <laughs> ridiculous and somewhat naive for people to think that any of these companies are pro consumer. What they are is pro taking your money. They are not here to make you, you know, feel better. Yes. They want to make you think you feel better for paying for something. They all, they are all here to take your money. Uh, they basically, I mean, again, every single one of them, this is business. It's about making money. They have shareholders who have to keep happy. They have to keep the lights turned on. Um, every single company will make decisions in order to serve those needs. So, yes, sure. I, I Believe me, it torqued me off that 4080 was 12 gig and 16 gig. But did you think anybody was going to like, re- like anybody who cared was going to confuse them? Probably not. And then if the 12 gig, we again, you got to wait for reviews. If 12 gig like totally just smoked 3090, 3090 Ti, we don't know, we don't know. But if it did, then what do you complain? I just, again, I just kind of think these companies, they will do anything they can to get you to give them their money. That is their job. That's their, that's the reason why they exist to take your money. So I don't know why this like, oh, they're, they're, here's my friends. They should do these things so I can, you're, we're not, you know, we're we're, consumers because we consume. I usually take a pretty even keel, and I do agree on paper with everything you just said. That's why these companies exist. But I do got to say, that sounds like the most bootlicking answer I've ever heard. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> you can say that. Like, but... like, <laughs> like freaking, like, yes, that's all true. That's 100% true. Companies should try to make money, et cetera, et cetera. But it's also the job of reviewers and the public to be like, are you out of your damn mind? That's a 4070 that you were calling a 4080 when you already have a 4080 and it's a 4070 in every possible way or significantly cut down, not a 4070. Like, that's not cool. We're not cool with that. (laughs) What I'm responding is I'm telling you as a professional hardware reviewer, they don't care. If they were to tell you, like, if they were to sell you, as long as they give you their money, they're all, I mean, you're a consumer. Your job is to maximize your value. 
Their job is to take your damn money and to get you to give you as much damn money as possible. So, it, it, which is true, is but that's not the question. Mad at stuff and saying this is like what you're doing right now is egregious. Like this is no. a mess. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, out about we this. tell them like, that's look, what makes corporations pull back when they do get too egregious. And they did it. Like, that's they, the reason we, yeah. they did it. I mean, but the thing is, like, yes, <laughs> you gotta you gotta like call this out. Here's the performance by this product. Like again, Arc. Is anybody recommending that everybody buy Arc over a GeForce or Radeon? Hell no, right? Hell no. But I'm just saying at the same time, what are they supposed to not? There, I just don't understand. It feels to me like feel, these companies are not here. Well, no, but that, that's no, not that's not, not the, but I think, that's not the question. But I think if you that's collapse it down that way, Gordon, then you just you you eliminate all the nuance of being able to call people out when they go over a certain boundary or a line that you know seems reasonable. Also, like, also, there's nothing real, real, real wrong with it being these, a dialogue. These companies are habitual line here i'm just saying that it is fair and within people's rights i even want to say to say like hey that's that's not really cool the way you're doing that like you have the right to sell your products and the right to make whatever you want but we don't have to like it yeah, yeah. but again real, 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 quick, real quick real quick real quick gordon this isn't i i think where people are getting a little confused is so you're not saying though that Hey, they're not friends. They're here to make money, so we should just not say anything. You're not saying no. I'm not saying okay, that. Okay, okay, yeah, because I, I think that's how Gordon. That's how it's coming across. Oh, geez. is that you're saying? Oh, everyone, just accept it. They're here to make money. They're going to do whatever they want. If you yell, it doesn't matter. Like, no, you should still, you know, say something if you think it's not good. Right. What I what I'm getting what I'm getting into is if you think those three examples, if and we don't know. Remember, it is not confirmed. But if Intel takes 12th gen Alder Lake, and they sell them as 13th gen. And AMD is taking older parts and selling them as 7,000. And NVIDIA, they brand 4080 12 gig as the same as 4080 16 gig. These companies, they will do that. Your job as a consumer is not to sit here and whine about it. Your job is to protect yourself and protect your wallet and educate yourself to know that you are getting this. It's not simply just a thrash about the internet all day. What I'm saying is like, I don't it's care both. because I expect the absolute worst of all these companies all the time because that is their job. They're, if they could sell me the worst thing in the world for the most money, oh my God, that is like the best success for them. My job as a consumer is to make sure I don't buy the worst thing and I want, say, the 16 gig card. Or I know like, hey, I tell everybody, you don't want the the 12 gig card because I don't, I just don't understand what all the drama is about and why, I, that, that's what gets me. It's like, yes, but that because is our job. Corporate. You We talk about that, you educate yourself, but it's just kind of ridiculous. The snake is going to bite you because it's a snake. I just don't like it feels like which snake is better be bitten by a cobra or this other venomous snake or this <laughs> venomous snake. All the snakes are here to bite me. Which shark? I don't know. It might be a tiger shark. It might be a great white. Well, I don't know which bite is worse. They're all here to bite me and take my money. Educate yourself and protect yourself. Well, and, and we've all we've all said vote with your wallet. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, that's the idea. But there is something to going online and saying, hey, you know what? This isn't right. And yes, yeah, sometimes I, it does take, you know, like like going. yelling about it. I, yeah. I mean, but we're talking, we talk, who, who is not talking about this? Like, but can we just like, okay, you know it. Let's get to the launch. Here's how the part is. 
Buy it, don't buy it. Well, but, I mean, but that's I, why it always comes down to it. The, reason, the reasoning behind that whole thing is to trick people. Like, that's the reason that was named the 4080. So you should yell about that. Yeah, like, the, you're like, the, no. Like, if you're just going to a store to buy this, these are not the same things. People wait, should wait. be on the internet yelling about this stuff. We should be saying, hey, that's not cool. I'm not saying like, you don't, though. How in the Can world is that? Can we just back up a second? I just want to say, I just want to point out that at the beginning of this conversation, conversation, oh, wow, what a week, at the beginning of this conversation, we were saying that consumers trend a certain way, right? Like they see things like bigger bars better. Like how many times have we said this in the context of CPU reviews in the last month, right? There is a bit of cognitive dissonance that I am now experiencing because we were talking about this in the first part of the show, but now you're saying that it's all on consumers to be educated, which is something I was saying earlier in the show. And and it's like you've forgotten this part where it's like if something is named the same freaking thing, yes, it is true. It's on them to do the research. But if people, as we know their behavior is to go bigger, bars better, it is not unreasonable to think that somebody is going to look at 480, you know, with this amount of RAM and VRAM and this um, and this other 480 with this amount and go, oh, the only difference really is, is they're, 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 why would they name them the same thing if it wasn't just a small variation on them, right? So I think it's absolutely justifiable for people to be like, whoa, hold up, like, that's not cool. Like, this is too confusing. And the thing is, is that, yes, you should be educated. But for some people, they're not even going to, it's not even going to occur to them that someone would try to mislead them on something like named like this. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are very trusting. You know, they're really, really like just really trusting people. Okay. <laughs> like you and I are cynics. Shot. Like you and I are cynics, Gordon. Like I will say that we are cynics. Okay. But I think it's a little unfair to apply this so broadly to everybody while also acknowledging that human nature is a certain way. That's all I have to say. I just love this comment from Newtech. It's like, conversation just got to 95C. And actually, that's not true because it's a 13th gen. It got to 100C. I, I Look, I think, yes, but you should be cynical. I don't, that's the thing that, I guess that's why I'm always so surprised because people are like frolicking through this, like this pasture of like grass and the sun is shining and like, they expect like, oh, my God, like everything should be these companies shouldn't try to sell me the like the last generation part with a new name on it. And they've done that historically. When have they never done it? Like I, you just got to know part of that is to educate. I just I think I we're, we're talking about two different things. Yes, you can always be cynical. But also, if you see something that you don't like, you, you can call it out. You know what I mean? Like like that. That is that is two different things, Gordon. You can come that, into the, it and expect it. Yeah. Sure. But that doesn't mean you you don't call it out if you see it. Like the, those, we're talking about two different things. I, They're I know you're all the exact same to me. I, I, I going, know, and I think that, that's the, good, the problem. Though. If, if I'm getting like, oh my god, I'm getting a contact high from 13th gen performance, and I go out and I buy say a a, a 13th gen core i3, I'm getting those brand new 13th gen cores. Oh, are you right? What what is the functional? I mean, honestly. Is that what is I, the difference? That's, and that's exactly that's what they do. Lame. I mean, it's still lame. I mean, yeah. it's all. But to me, it's like. But that's that's that. I, I that's why I'm. I I just don't understand this. Like, 
approach where you just think like these companies are just going to be nice and come up and give you candy or whatever. That, that, well, that, I don't think no. anybody's saying that. Sometimes nobody like, did nobody's say that. Saying but that. It, it, the thing is, like, NVIDIA got egregious with this one. Like, this is the only one I feel like is egregious. The other ones are vaguely misleading, but I can understand why they're doing it. At least they're going to have different part numbers. Uh, yeah, but 13 gen, it's if, it's, if it's a core I, i3, you know. I agree. I think it sucks. It first came up, like, around the also, we don't even when know. they started mixing and matching. Yeah, they started mixing and matching. Ryzen did that and, for mobile parts. Yeah. And, did that, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's it does happen. They at least have different parts. But there is great value in saying, hey, NVIDIA, like, this is egregious, man. Like, there's a reason that every single one, like, you're going too far. And you should say that out loud. Companies need to hear that feedback. From people like you and me, from people like everyone who's watching right now who started tweeting at the GeForce account, what, are you out of your mind? That's a 4070 for $900. Like, how you try and call it a 4080? Like, if they didn't see all that pushback and hear all that pushback, this would not have happened. It feels like I'm not saying you shouldn't say that. In fact, I was all ready to call this just the not the not 4080, right? Because, like, because I figured, honestly, NVIDIA was never going to back off of this. NVIDIA rarely ever goes like, yeah, you know, we've heard your complaints. But, like, if they really did that and we're backing off it, I was going to, like, it's going to be the, you can buy the 4080 or the not 4080. Because, clearly, it was not the 4080. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I understand it's just, yeah, this sucks. But that all sucks. I don't understand uh, yeah, but no, there's, that's, different, there's different levels. That's that's the point of the question, I think, and I think yeah. that's where we're having the disconnect here. Like, yes, that is what companies do. That's what they exist to make money. That's all correct. They do occasionally all go too far, and when they do, it can be bad. And they're like, "This is a person saying which one of these sucks worse?" Because they all kind of suck. And that's it. I I just <laughs> to me, but the same uh, thing of getting a Ryzen five thousand rebranded as a seven thousand or or twelfth gen rebranded as a thirteenth gen. That's just the way it is. Hey, you. I mean, they're going to give you more. Supposedly, maybe the clocks will be higher. Maybe get a few more cores. But and it all kind of sucks. And that is the point of this question. Hey, all this kind of sucks. Which do you think sucks worse? And for me, I think the forty eighty, not forty eighty, yeah. sucks the worst. Uh, <laughs> I know a shark is a shark. So Liquid R asks, what pocket do you keep your phone in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, a <laughs> I keep mine in my front left pocket. <laughs> Sorry, th- this was a, a thread that uh MKB uh Mar- Marquez Lee uh, had had put on um on on Twitter uh and I got a lot of people very confused about like how how people have their po- their phone in different pockets. So Brad, your your front left. Front left and I put keep my wallet in my front right. I don't keep my wallet in my back one cuz I grew up in Tampa. You got to watch out for those pickpocketers. Mm-hmm. So, keeping mm-hmm. it in your front pocket. Here we go. Follow-up question just because uh, I I know this thread uh from our Discord server. Uh where do you keep your keys? Same pocket, left pocket as my phone. Interesting. Keys huh. with the phone. Interesting. Scratchy, scratchy. I have a. Uh, I have uh, oh, a. Okay. Oh, okay. What about you? <laughs> keys. Where keys and and phone. Where do they go? And wallet. Me? Yeah. So I feel like this question is geared more to people uh, who have pot pants pockets that are large <laughs> enough to actually hold a damn phone. Uh, but because I actually, I don't like actually traveling with the purse. Um, I grew up 
kind of similar to Brad in that uh, big city, don't really like having to worry about someone being able to snatch my stuff real easy. So uh, I guess I'm actually making it easier for people to mug me. But uh, <laughs> I wear jackets with large pockets. Uh, so I can't actually answer this question, but it's, they're not pants pockets. I just have to qualify that. Yeah. And kind of a slightly unfair question. But uh, that said, I generally tend to keep uh, my phone on the right and my keys on the left. In the front pockets? Or back? I mean, my jacket only has front pockets. Because yeah, yeah. I, I notice my daughter and my Women, wife do the phone and back pockets. Women's only have pockets that go like this deep. Like I am holding up my <laughs> fingers to illustrate maybe a depth of like two and a half to three inches here. <laughs> So I I don't know if that's in millimeters. I don't know. Was that seven, seven, eight? Sorry, so uh, centimeters, <laughs> really? seven or eight centimeters. Like it is really shallow. Like you can barely fit keys in there. There's no way a phone is fitting in there. And it's really annoying. My teenager bought some jeans recently that had pockets. They look like they had pockets. Turns out they're just stitched on design pockets. <laughs> yeah, and I've never seen anybody thing. rage so hard Wait, in my life. That's a what thing. do you mean stitched on? Thing. Because it's like, so like fashion designers, like I have a whole separate rant of my own on this, where fashion <laughs> designers are like, we don't want to disturb the line of the look, so we're not going to have the pockets there. And I'm like, yo, I don't freaking care. If I wanted to care about the line of my clothing, I would be going out to the opera, okay? <laughs> I would be doing some fancy ass stuff. I need to travel in the city. Give me pockets to hold my phone and my wallet and my keys, please. Holy crap. There's a reason why there's like almost a meme level on the internet where women are like, it has pockets. Yeah. It's, because it's, it's what we're problem. saying is, holy crap, we can actually fit stuff in here. We can actually carry stuff. <laughs> why not just wear cargo pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know how big the cargo pants, the pockets on a cargo pair of cargo pants for women are? They're this big. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is up with that? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but they still call them pants. <laughs> trick question for gordon yeah, Adam. Gordon does not keep his phone in his pocket nor my keys nor uh, my keys yeah my my i i do i do phone in the left pocket wallet in the right pocket and keys on the the belt or on the a, a loop uh, he's like carabiner, carabiner. Yeah. yeah carabiner yeah i uh i and this i used to actually joke i have a whole monologue i used to do about this is like you know how like um you know how the wedding ring so like I, I'm just going to do this really quickly. I'm going to summarize this. So the the ring, now a lot of people go like, oh, the the wedding ring is, a lot of people go like, well, I, we're married now. And the, the ring shows people when you go to a bar or something, people are not going to hit on you. I'm like, no. It's actually, no, that's the wrong way. Because the way the people are in this world, if they see that ring and they go like, whoa, this person has already been pre-qualified to not be a dirtbag, hopefully, I'm going to make a move on this person, even though they got that ring, because they're pre-qualified for somebody to have married them, right? <laughs> so think about this. So you don't want to use the ring as your way to like, you want to like, if you want to put your mark on your mate, you don't do that. And what you do, in fact, is the phone holster. This is what I use. It's an OtterBox phone holster. It's the exact same one your contractor uses when you see the butt crack and the, and the, the phone holder, because this, but now think about this now. The ring, when you go to a bar, they go like, whoa, again, not a dirt bag. Maybe they are even capable of having children. <laughs> I'm going to make a move on them. I don't care if they're married because I'm just that kind of jerk. They got a phone holster, though. That really says like, really, it says like, Dedication. oh, 
You're like, okay, I don't know. And the phone holster is you. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you want to mark, you put your mark on like, no, stand away from my person here because they're my property. You get them the phone holster. They go to the bar like, oh, yeah, okay. I just like, I'm not going to, they're not going to do it because they got a phone holster. What kind of a dork is this? They get the phone holster, right? They just kind of. Uh, Oh, oh, Oni Kazi says uh, it's the modern day pocket protector. It is. It's the modern day pocket protector. <laughs> hey, you don't yeah. know. And you go like, oh, I got you this for Christmas, a brand new OtterBox. You won't break your phone. That's what you say. It's like, oh, you can't break your phone. You should use a holster, too, because you have no pants on your, you know, no pockets in your pants. Like, yeah, oh, actually. good idea. Yeah, there you go, Elena. So the phone holster is the way to like sort of like put your mark on people. <laughs> I like how this is like a three minute uh, way for Gordon to basically hashtag humble brag about how he gets hit on as a married no, man. No, I don't because I wear like, a I phone holster. It's to be true because I've experienced it, but I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to just tell you about this in a roundabout way for three minutes. No, I'm just saying that is because believe me, nobody's going to hit on you. I'm just saying the ring. Yeah. A lot of people think the ring is like, oh, that's your that's like, oh, that's like keep away, everybody. This is my property. Hell no. That's like saying, oh my God, somebody married that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm, you know, cause they, that's how those people work. But I'm just saying the phone holster, you get your mate a phone holster. Like it's over. It's over. Like they're, they're be not like, picking up anybody. They're anymore. not picking anybody up ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. So just do the phone holster. <laughs> okay. And, uh, last one is, um, from, oh crap. Oh, I, I lost it. Uh, somebody was asking, oh, uh, Bob Jones, uh, a friend of the show, is asking, what's the status of the Outrage Pony t-shirt? I, I I need more submissions. I need help with the Outrage Pony. I, I don't feel like I have has, I've seen an Outrage Pony that's good enough to put on a shirt, but I want to make it ASAP. So I, I, need, hmm. I need help. I need help. Um, <laughs> is that really the last question? Why, you got another one? Yeah, please. I saw one from... Longtime friend of the show, Corbin SC. I thought this might be fun because I don't know when our next episode is going to be exactly. But I uh, wanted to know what are our favorite Halloween candy is. We haven't done a food question in a while. <laughs> I know, I'm so hungry. And I feel like we need maybe like a palate cleanser for yeah. all the uh, drama of the show yeah. today. Uh, <laughs> it I... used to be Butterfinger. Ooh. But then they changed the uh, chocolate recipe and it's much less Wait, actual they did? chocolate now. Yeah, and I don't like it. When was so... this? Oh. Three years ago, two oh, years ago, man. very recently. So Butterfingers used to be my favorite, but now they're not. Damn. Uh, so I will go with uh, Reese's Pieces. For Halloween. Okay. Nice. Love them. Uh, I, I would say no matter what, every Halloween, as long as I get one thing, I always get a bag of candy corn. That's just uh, Halloween. That's the only time to get it. So I I mean, I, I guess you could get it any other time, but uh, yeah. Wait, did you just say candy corn? Candy corn. Yep. It's, it's just tradition, traditional thing. Halloween candy corn, boom. I, it's not a Halloween unless I get it. <laughs> you will if you go to. Oh, I got you it. You will. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I already, I've already blown through a couple bags. <laughs> Gordon, well, Snickers bar. Snickers bar is a gold standard of Halloween. Like, like that kid network. If like when you find out somebody's giving away the Snickers bar, that's like that goes through the kid network. Like, three zero zero four five, you know, Main Street. This house has full size Snicker bars. Like, they all kind of run over there. Lena. Um. So this only happened to me a few times when I was a kid. Uh, 
Because I think I was just in neighborhoods that were like feeling hardcore nostalgia, but I really love Bit of Honey. Like, oh, I don't even never, know if anybody I, knows that. Never, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, wow. Never had any honey though. You know, it was like, where's the like? Did they ever like Bit of Honey? Man, literally, like, like I don't think there was even a bit. It never tastes they're like honey. Of, I have not had. They're kind of taffy like. I know, but they have kind of a honey flavor to it. Um, and I like, I really like it. And like one of my uh, family members, like the like when I was a kid, they were an adult, like they really liked it too. So I, I think I also have like an emotional, mm. like nostalgia thing mm. with, around that. <clears throat> but I don't think many people are actually giving that out anymore. So it just barely qualifies. I feel like the last <laughs> couple of times I had a bit of honey, it was a little old, so it was harder, and I feel like it was going to rip my teeth out. <laughs> no, you have to soften it in your pocket. I it's no like idea. so for everybody who's like. Asian, Chinese in the chat or like listening, like it's the exact same thing as white rabbit candy. Like, I don't know if you've ever had white rabbit candy, but that stuff historically has always come in bags where it's like rock hard and it's super funny when you introduce it to somebody uh, and you hand it to them and then you get distracted for a second and they like unwrap it and put it in your mouth. You're like, wait, no, uh, well, there, there's my problem. To, I'm, I'm too, you have I, to put I, it I can't, in your pocket I can't be patient around candy. It. You can't just wait for candy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was got to get it. that immediately down your, your throat. I never could get the branding because I'm familiar with the white rabbit candy and it was always like. Is it supposed to say rabbit? Because that doesn't seem like good marketing for candy. I'm looking at the ingredients for a bit of honey, and this is there is honey in it, but you can see how much. It's number one ingredient is corn syrup, then sugar, non-fat milk, hydrogenated coconut oil, almonds, almond safflower and or uh, sunflower and or canola oil, honey, salt, egg whites, modified soy protein, natural flavor. <laughs> So, like so, when they deliver, they really mean like bit of honey, like just a bit, <laughs> just a tiny bit. <laughs> 0.01 well, hey, is honey. At least, at least I learned something today. If if somebody gives me a bit of honey or white rabbit, I should either try to warm it in my pocket or just say I don't want it. I suspect uh, the lawyers said like, well, how much, how little honey can we put in here before we can like put the honey label on here. Well, you can do legally according to the FDA 0.001 of honey. Does it have to be real honey or synthetic honey? Oh, just a bit. Just, just, just a bit. <laughs> and the rabbit, yeah, that's all rabbit in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is those are milk flavored candies wrapped in a, a rice uh, paper uh, wrapper. <laughs> I never got that. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, okay. Uh, Gordon, let's get us out of here. I'm uh, hungry now. Let's I'm get us out of now. here. Uh, check back next week for your Frixa PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of the services, please do leave a review. Every time you do, the conversation will reach 100C when you have unlocked PL1, PL2. <laughs> Same questions and comments at thefullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon with Brad Chargers. Adios, y'all. Elaine Yee with the rabbit candy. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Uh, submit your outrage pony to me on Discord. I, I, I need more. I need more. Bye.